Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Coming up on episode number 34 of Nosebleed Seats, it's another Dallas Cowboys group therapy session as we recover from the loss to Aaron Rodgers and the Packers. Eric gives his biggest L and biggest dub, and by golly, it's the best yet. We talk college football as the Canes win. We get weird with Wolchuk, and uh, yeah, men, well, they can get retaliation and revenge as well. The Yodas are out and about. We talk UFC, and we hear a review about American Vandal. Coming up next on the show, everyone can afford to listen to the Nosebleed Seats. Receivers right, Adams split to the left. Rodgers in the shotgun, Jones to his left. Aaron pointing to the right now. Gets the snap, looking, throws left side of the end zone. Leaping, grab yes! Devontae Adams. Yes! Touchdown, Green Bay! A spectacular throw and catch to the left side of the end zone. They beat Jordan Lewis. Devontae Adams. It's about that time for some nosebleed seats to show everyone <laughs> can afford to listen to. It's episode 34. You seem so down. It's episode 34. Why aren't you excited? Ricky Williams, the dreadhead himself. Herschel Walker. Miami Dolphins. The so great it's not about Herschel. Robbery. It's not about Herschel today. It's Thank about you Ricky. for the dynasty of the 90s, Herschel. Run, Ricky, run. Mr. Miami Dolphin, former Longhorn. The guy that really made dreads cool in football, I would venture to say. I mean, can you think of anybody who rocked the dreads better than Ricky? And he really started the trend. So thank you, Ricky. Episode 34, this one's for you, bud. Emphasis on bud. Walchicks, what, what's so wrong? What's wrong with you, man? You seem, you're so lifeless in the intro. It's like you just relived the Cowboys game-losing moment. I, I don't get it. Yeah, it's tough, man. You're going into the bye week at two and three. So this is what depression just sounds gotten, like. Huh? Uh, absolutely heart ripped out of your sockets two weeks in a row. Yeah, it's uh it's not a good feeling, man. This is what life is like being a Dallas Cowboys fan. It's the roller coaster that is sports fandom. It's the ups and downs. The dude. highs and the lows, and right now we're just going through a little bit of a low. That's all it is. A lot of a low. But we'll get through it. You're not going to panic. No time to panic, is there? Um, There are areas in which I'm very frustrated with, which we can get into. But no, in the grand scheme of things, it's a long season. I don't think you should, you need to panic. Is your finger on the panic button, though? Is it even on there? Has it has it twitched? Have you noticed the twitch in the finger? Because I, I feel like... Definite twitching. Definite okay. twitching. Um, but not quite there yet. Okay, so it hasn't made that that movement, that motion to touch the button, but it's thinking about it. Yes, it is thinking about it. It is considering, but it is not quite ready to push that button. Fair enough. So there's that. But we, let's just let's just talk about this, Eric. Let's just get right into just air it out. Nosebleed Seats Podcast. Zach Wolchuk, Eric Chia, follow producer Bam. Let's just have. 
group therapy again. Again, two Dallas weeks in a Cowboys row. Dallas group therapy, baby. You know, life's not going well for you when you have to go to therapy every single week, back to back. Most of the time, it's kind of like, hey, once a month, we'll check in. We'll see how you're doing. You're coming in. You're coming to see me twice in in, in one week. I was told this was a safe space and a judgment-free area. No, so it is. don't judge me no, for it is. coming back-to-back weeks. You're right. You're right. I mean, I thought this was a place I could just come in and vent. No, I want you to. I want you to. I just, I'm just trying to, just so everyone knows, things are obviously not going well. Because I, I don't usually see patients back-to-back like this. That's You're right. All. Things aren't going well right now. We, we've got issues, and there's a few areas I'd like to hit. But let's quick. I, I have another scout's notebook from this game. I went back and I rewatched it this afternoon. Wow. You relived that thing today? I did. I did. I did. I did. I, I needed to come in. In the right mindset and just prepared. And to be honest, quick notes that I took away from this. Zeke Elliott is fine. I don't. Zeke, to me, this was, especially in the fourth quarter, was a statement game for me. Zeke looked like the Zeke of 2016 on Sunday afternoon. He looked explosive. He was running extremely hard. And he took over in the fourth quarter of that football game. You say so, coach. I am fine with Zeke. Don't get nervous, people. Zeke is all right. What about that finger, though? It's twitching. Not for Zeke. Not for Zeke. Other quick takeaway I took from this. Jalen Smith, uh, I left him out of my my call-outs last week because Jalen is a rookie. Jalen was asked to do a lot last week with Sean Lee out. He had the green dot, meaning he's making all the defensive calls. Jalen's also a modern medical miracle. All right, a lot of people didn't expect him to even be on the field, let alone starting at middle linebacker for the Dallas Cowboys. So, with all of that said, I gave Jalen a little bit of a pass. But I've got to be fair, Jalen Smith right now cannot cover. The guy is a true liability. It doesn't matter if it's a running back, a tight end. Heck, if Aaron Rodgers were to go out there on a fly route, I don't know that he could stop him. Guaranteed no chance. He is just getting caught, and he'll he'll get a bunch of stats because he makes a ton of tackles down the field. But, man, he's a liability in coverage. Wait, you mean you don't love all those tackles he's racking up 9, 10 yards down the field? He's also jumping on a lot of piles. Sure is. He's a hey, pile jumper. Did you ever think at this point in the season we'd be looking at Rod Smith as a guy who's made more plays than Jalen? No. The brother? I thought I think a lot of Rod people Smith's weren't sure if Jalen Smith would even be playing. The though. guy that caught that ball out of the backfield on Sunday Heck that was like, play. wait, who's this guy? What happened here? Oh yeah, Jalen's his brother. We always talk about Jalen. But let's get, let's show some love to Rod. So the Cowboys need Sean Lee back desperately. They have Hitchens back, which Hitchens had a big face mask call, which really, really was at a terrible time when the Cowboys defense had made a stop. It gave Green Bay an extended possession, and they ended up scoring on that drive. So a big penalty from Hitch. But to get him back out on the field, very good sign. But Jalen Smith, we got we got concerns there. The other thing is, in two of these next points revolve around Dak Prescott. One is a concern. The other is a positive. Let's start with the negative. So we're on a negative schedule tonight. Hey, that's what you're here for, man. That's why you came to see me. I got my notes. I got my pen. I'm here to write it down. I'm trying to figure out what I can do to help you. So the offensive line 
and you were there, so you can tell me. A oh, I bit. was there. I was there with the sushi. I was there. Oh, the, you know what? On top of the sushi and the wings, guess what they had this week? Guess what Jerry rolled out for us? What he rolled us out? Us media members, a little prime rib action. No, no biggie. Prime rib, huh? Prime rib. Yeah, but they didn't. They uh, they didn't bring the starbursts out like they did last week. They had a big old bucket of starbursts. I don't know what happened to those, but those didn't. So that was a little disappointing. Definitely, I, I wrote that down, mm. put that in a little Dropbox just so they could hear my concerns, but. Yeah, a little prime rib. It was a good time. It was a good time. Well, to me, Dak Prescott was looking like a piece of prime rib in the backfield waiting for Green Bay to come and just salivate all over him. Man, they can't protect the guy. He is running around and having to make a lot of plays. So here is the positive. Dak has been magical outside the pocket. Oh, he has made some beautiful, incredible plays, extending plays, about to be sacked, find the first play he made where he is literally in the grasp of being sacked knee almost down launches a perfect ball over the middle on third down and long to bryce butler first drive of the game to extend that drive and they end up scoring on it was all Dak prescott the strength that he showed there Dak is playing at an exceptionally high level the cowboys offense is at their best when they're running the scramble drill it's just like hey everybody run around i'm Dak. i'm gonna i'm gonna run around i'm gonna buy time i'm gonna throw on the run 50 yards downfield and let's go do this thing, playground football. But that's, I, that's when they're at their best. It is. And and I'm I am concerned though at that same token for the amount of hits that Dak Prescott has taken. And that will the, the bye week is coming at a very good time for him. But you worry about those hits piling up throughout the entire season. Not a good thing. Not good. We gotta watch out for that. Inside the game. Miss chance at that field goal before halftime. Big-time miss. You had a uh, Jason Witten catch, a Cole Beasley catch, set you up near midfield, where at least give Dan Bailey, Dan Ice and his balls, Bailey, an opportunity to drill one through the uprights, the most accurate kicker in NFL history. Why is he icing his ball? Why do you have Dan he's Bailey got ice icing his in his balls? balls? It's ice in his veins. You but he's ice got him in balls. his balls, baby. No, no one flinch. No one in the history of men ever wanted their balls iced. Something tragic has happened if your balls are on ice. Ice in his footballs. Thank you for the clarification, Bab. Let's move on seamlessly. Bab knows that's what a year of doing play-by-play and color together will get you. Smart man. But that was a huge missed opportunity to get three points when you end up losing by four. And I'll tell you what, maybe they had an opportunity. Dak missed a, a throw to Cole Beasley right at the end there on that last drive. Oh, wow. We're jumping to the very end now. Ooh, we, well, that it just popped into my mind. But you had an opportunity to maybe try and get in field goal range at the end of the game versus, okay, we're going to have to up Chuck and do a whole back and forth rally down the field to try and score Here a touchdown. Here goes Travis Frederick. Oh, wait, yeah, never no, mind. Game no. over. So it would have just given you a little more hope. But but that was – anytime you got a chance to put up points against Aaron Rodgers, you got to collect as many of those coins as you can. Always. Because the dude is a freaking savage. So that was a big missed opportunity. Then, to start the second half on your first offensive drive, and this is just one of, like, four plays that Terrence Williams didn't make. Terrence Williams. We all got love for Terrence Williams, don't we? What the heck's going on with Terrence? The Cowboys had a third down screen set up to perfection. Williams has Tyron Smith just leading the way for him, and he gets tripped up by Quentin Rollins. He can't run through the, you know, all he's got to do is make one dude miss, and he might score, but it's Terrence Williams that's asking too much. He can't catch, and now he can't run properly. You know what he can do, though? He can race anybody who wants at 3 a.m. in the strip club parking lot. You just holler at him. He'll be there. Or is that just in the summer? Is that just in the offseason, or does he do that during the season, too? I don't know. 
I got a buddy. I got a buddy who's pretty quick. I think it's only in the offseason. Okay. All right. The Rodgers grounding that wasn't grounding that ended up being a sack that was then called roughing the passer. You know which play I'm talking about here. Demarcus Lawrence gets a, a sack. Quote, unquote. Because the ref blew, to, blew him down, which is ridiculous because this is Aaron Rodgers. How many times have we seen him find a way to step out of a sack, spin away from a sack, duck under a sack, run through a sack, extend the play? But here, we're going to say he's in the grass. We're blowing the play dead. Here comes Benson Mayoa diving over the top. Seems pretty harmless to me. So instead of a grounding, intentional grounding, because there's nobody in the area of this play, Aaron Rodgers is clearly under duress and throwing this away. They say there's no grounding, and it's now a personal foul roughing the passer on Benson Mayoa. So here you go, Green Bay. Instead of being down at your own two with a loss to down, it's now automatic first down. Green Bay, next play, Aaron Jones, who just was running like wildfire. The Cowboys can't stop the run. Gosh, the butt snorkelers, man, he's our MVP this week. Aaron Jones. Team. God, I don't know what's going on with my throat right now. Racks <clears> off a 22-yard run, and here come the Packers offense, unable to be stopped again. So those were just a few key plays. Now everyone wants to go to the final drive. Oh, do you really? You, do you want to go there? I don't know that you actually want to go there. Well, no, I do want to go there because I am the phone telephone screener, right? And for postgame, for our postgame show on the radio. And I've got to listen to everybody's complaints and what they want to talk about. And the hot, hot comment of the night was maybe Dak Prescott should have just slid down or taken a knee at the one oh, God. and not scored. Puke. I if, hope you did you let any of those guys on air? You bleep hole, you did, didn't you? No, I I uh You hung up on them and told them to, that you hated them I'm with not, a burning I'm passion. I'm not gonna comment on what I did there. That's for me to know and y'all to think about what I might have done. Wow, you cussed them out. No, I didn't do that. That would be rude. That's not professional But Walter. The final drive for the Cowboys was beautiful. They go on a 17-play drive. They get the ball with nine and a half minutes left. They take it all the way down to a minute 13. Oh. The only thing I have a problem with, and I wonder if this is on Dak or if it's on Scott Linehan, and I don't know that any of us know for sure. I do, but you continue. Do? Yes. I saw on Twitter, but even that to me is speculation. Nope. What do you mean, nope? Clearly, the call is a run-pass option, meaning we want to run the ball, so but Dak, if you decide down, that you want to throw the ball, yeah, it's second and, it's second one, and one, you're running the ball on them all They drive. should be running the ball because you, you you run the football, the Packers then would either be one, they got to use a timeout, or the clock just, you you another, what, 30 seconds at least comes you off You want to eat up as much clock as possible. It's second and one. You've been running on them all drive. The Zeke, number one thing you don't want to happen is Rodgers back on this field. Just eaten, eaten in this quarter, man. So it's on the coaches for calling a play where Dak had the option to throw. So I guess Dak checks out of the run. Well, it's not even checks out. It's in in the middle of the play. You're deciding if you're Dak, okay, am I going to hand Zeke the ball right now or am I gonna, just going to fake it to him, pop up, and throw it to Dez? Everybody else is going to block like it's a run. Dez is going to run a route, and if I decide that's the play I want to do, I'm Dak and I'm pulling the ball out of Zeke's stomach, and I'm throwing the ball to Dez, and hopefully I'm scoring. Unfortunately, it ends in an incompletion. Unfortunately, incompletion means stoppage of clock. Unfortunately, that means Aaron Rodgers has a minute 13 seconds to go win the football game, and that's yes, what because happened. The very next play, Dak Prescott got the 11-yard touchdown run, which was beautiful, and you take that play. If you're Dak Prescott, I don't even think you're thinking about, oh, should I not score here? No. You score. Let's say you go down at the one and something bad happens and you fumble a snap or the Packers just stop you and you don't score. And now you're thinking, 
Oh, no. Why didn't I score the t You always take the touchdown. The play before that, Dak should have handed it off to Zeke if that's the uh, that's the case. Listen, no. If it, no, the case is the uh, the coordinator, Linehan, Garrett, whoever's making the play, yeah. does not call a play that allows Dak to even make that decision at all. The play is we're running the ball, and that's it. All, all Dak, all you can do on this play is accept the snap and hand it to Zeke, and we'll see what happens. Couldn't agree more. Yep. That's, so it's on uh, the coaches. It's 100% yep. on the coaches. And anyone who thinks Dak should have slid at the one is an absolute schmuck. Moron. And should turn off their television, never Idiot. to watch football again. Please go away. And then we know what happened. Rodgers came back. Now, it's a team sport, and you got to blame the defense. You have now been on the sideline getting a nice breather for about eight minutes. You're rested. All you got to do is make sure they don't get in the end zone. You can give up as many yards as you want. They can get to the one. Just keep them out of the damn end zone, and all they've got is a minute 13. So just find a way to outlast them, and they just can't make the play. Third and eight, Rodgers scrambles. It seems like David Irving's got him in the grasp. Nope, Benson Mayoa, maybe nope. Rodgers breaks off an 18-yard run down the sideline and gets out of bounds to stop the clock, sets up the game winner. The defense, you got some issues, and we just talked about the coaching. I think the last two weeks, it is an accurate assumption to say, definitely on the defensive side of the ball for sure, the Cowboys got outcoached by the Rams and the Packers in terms of making halftime adjustments. Because both games, they came out, and they, they were dominant in the first half of both, and the opposing teams just knew how to move up and down the field on them, and the Cowboys had no answer. Goes offensively and defensively. The biggest key is that that debacle at the end, and that's on Garrett time management. Linehan, I'm sure they're all in on that. That's where that's where what it comes down to. Your offense scores a bunch of points in the first half, like you mentioned against the Rams. They're putting up 24. I think they put up didn't they put up 21 or something like that this week in the first half. And then they come out and it's like they're 21. Yeah, they cannot find the end zone, and and that's frustrating. That has to be on coaching, but especially at the end of the game, the clock management there, the deciding to throw the ball, giving Dak even the option to throw it if he decides he wants to is foolish, and that's all on the coaches. It's hard to blame the defense because the defense isn't good. You don't expect much out of the defense. The number one quarterback. The number one quarterback in football has 73 seconds to go down there and smoke you. That's exactly what he's going to do when you have a bunch of rookies in the back end. I'm yeah. looking at a Heath Evans. I'm like, or, or Heath Evans, Jeff Heath. No, Jeff Heath is disgusting. It's some white guy back there. there playing secondary. I'm like, this is not going to happen. Aaron Rodgers is scoring a touchdown. If you're a team that has Super Bowl aspirations, though, You've got to hope your defense can keep a team out of the end zone in that situation. If you're strolling out Jeff Heath, a one-legged Jalen Smith. Oh, no, he shouldn't be out there. That's a, that's another coaching mistake. I mean, that, that's Why what I'm the saying. hell are you playing Jeff Heath? And at the end of that drive, you've got Cheeto Ouzier, who's out again with a hamstring. So you're playing three safeties, essentially. you got Byron Jones, who's moved up in the slot. And you got Byron Jones back there with Xavier Woods, who's coming, and he's good. But he's a rookie, too. Poor Jordan Lewis has three pass breakups and has a tremendous game, but he gets beat on the last one because Jeff Heath doesn't even move out of his stance pre-snap until Aaron Rodgers has thrown the football. He's giving no support over there. He's a total liability. It, it comes down to coaching, absolutely. And the other thing is now you look at the Cowboys' three losses. Defensively, they've given up C.J. Anderson 100 yards, Todd Gurley 100 yards, Aaron Jones now 100 yards. Listen, they put in the work. They, they practice missing tackles, and, and it comes to fruition every Sunday. I, I, I Like I said, I respect them for it. It's looking bad, so it made me think of, all right, let's look at a cause and effect. For the Cowboys, they lost a lot of free agents, and that was another thing. People were calling, like, well, you didn't want to re-sign or pay anybody in the offseason. The Cowboys were frugal with the cap, and this is a young secondary that has some good parts to it. Xavier Woods will be good. 
Jordan Lewis had a pretty darn good game. Absolutely. Just unfortunately, the best quarterback in football had tremendous placement on a ball that he could do nothing about. No, Jordan Lewis is a stud. I like what I've seen out of him in the run game and in the pass game. He covers yes. well, and he also comes up and hits people yes, he does. right there at the line of scrimmage. So he's a stud. Jordan Lewis... Kind of love you. So in three years, I think that secondary is going to be a strength when these guys mature, and they're there. I'm sure by then. Right now, you're taking your lumps. It Jeff, is Heath what it will is. Be a, Jeff Heath will be an all-pro by then. I'm, I'm sure of it. Jeff Heath needs to play nothing but special teams. The fact that Kayvon Frazier was inactive, so now you've got to have. Oh, it's just a it's just a cluster. I can't wait to see Jeff Heath's name in the Ring of Honor there at AT&T here please, in about 10 please years. Stop. God, that's going to look good. But the Cowboys have given up three 100-yard rushers, and to me, the guy that they miss the most is Terrell McClain. Ooh, I disagree, but why? Because they can't stop the run? They because never they could. Can't, I'm defensively, they can't. No, they, they didn't allow a single 100-yard rusher last year. They were the only team in the league to do that. That is, that because, is an impressive, that's not impressive because of their defense. stat. It's not because of their defense. It's not because of their defense. It's because of their offense. It's because their oh, offense stop. gets up 14, 17, 21 points, and now the opposing offense can't run the ball anymore. They, they abandoned had the, the run they got to throw. nine out of the 12 minutes in the fourth quarter. I'm and not Aaron talking Jones about Green still Bay. Had chunks I'm of talking runs. about I'm talking about last year. When you're talking about last yeah. year's defense being able to stop the run, yes. what I'm they telling you— They still had time of possession. They out had the ball 12 minutes to the Packers, 36 minutes to 24 minutes. They have the same formula working for them in terms of time of possession. I don't agree with that. No, because they can't stop the run because they're not tackling, and because well, they, and they don't, don't have, have a Sean defense. Lee right now. And well, that's a big loss, absolutely. That's huge. But to, to act like Sean Lee is the saving grace here, well, he kind of is. <laughs> uh, I don't know that you win this game if you have Sean Lee. I don't know if you win this game, but I think you win the Rams I, game. I agree. I think you probably do win the Rams, which game. which is insane. That says so much about Sean Lee that a middle linebacker can affect the game that much. Oh, he can affect that defense. Uh, he's the only All Pro. He's the only. So elite that's what they're missing the, the most. I think if you're talking about players that they lost from last year. I think you're talking about Ron Leary being on offense. Sure. Well, I'm talking about the whole team. Ron Leary is a he's big their, loss. He's their biggest loss because their offensive line was the reason why they were so good. The reason why their defense didn't have to go on the field that much and play in tough situations because their offensive line was great, which means their running game was great and their quarterback was protected. That is not the case this year. You said it yourself. Prescott's getting hit left and right, mm -hmm. whether he completes the pass or not, whether he gets sacked or not, he's taking too often. I don't disagree at all. And they can't run the ball until the last 10 minutes of the game. No, Up until they the last the 10 ball, minutes of the game, they, they did not. They ran the ball pretty well in the first half. Okay, but not, not in the same kind of. They were doing of, fine. Not in the same kind of. They didn't of, get chunks. If that's the point you're about to make, they didn't get chunks. They did not run the ball. But that comes with staying with the run. You pick up four to six, and then you gash them for 20 like they did in the final drive. They did not run the ball in the first half of Sunday's game against the Green Bay Packers anywhere near the way they ran the ball all of last season, and that is the point. It's not about comparing about to any other NFL team. It's about what did they do last year. They ran the ball incredibly well, dominant, not fine, not okay, not, hey, we're doing okay. No, no, no. They were. That's the reason why every time Zeke touched the ball, it was a guaranteed five. That's not the case any time this year except for the last eight minutes of this Green Bay game, and it took all game for that to happen. That's the biggest problem. That's why they're missing wrong Leary because their offensive line is, is is nowhere near as good as it was last year, and that was the reason why they were so good last year. Yeah, Ron Leary and Terrell McClain are the only two guys. I don't care about Morris Claiborne. Barry Church, I know he had a pick six this week, and I do miss Barry Church a little bit, but I think the upgrades eventually with Xavier Woods will pay out. Barry Church is on the best defense in football, Jacksonville. Gosh dang, they, Doug they Marone. Fly, I can't speed, stand you, speed, Doug Marone, speed, but you guys They are fly good. around and they make plays. But to me, Terrell McClain along the defensive line, and I agree with Ronald Leary on the offensive line, he added a nastiness 
to that line. Yes. I mean, he's a all he's a Pro Bowl caliber player that was very underrated, and I know he got big money. But yeah, I, I did love Ron Leary and to see him leave. Left guard has been your weakest position. It's been the weak link along that line. You're only as strong as your weakest link. But to me, Terrell McLean is an underrated loss. He was a very, very productive one technique and made a lot of plays stopping that run game. And right now, it's all on Jalen Smith to get all those tackles because it's boom. There's it, it's You're on the second level and say, go, here you go. The linebackers have to clean up everything in this defense, which is why Sean Lee is so valuable because you are not getting any penetration in terms of stopping the run along your defensive front. The pass rush has improved. The pass rush is better, but the run defense is is porous. If you're going to call somebody out, you got to call out Tyrone Crawford. I saw him not be able to set an edge for 60 minutes on Sunday. I mean, the dude cannot set an edge at all. I don't know why they have him on the field whatsoever. He had a good season three years ago, and he's doing he's done nothing. He is part. Of, he's a huge reason why those linebackers have a, have a problem because anytime you want to get outside on Crawford's side, it's a guaranteed six, seven, eight yards because he cannot set an edge. It was it was killing me. He's a three tech playing defensive end. I agree with you. Hot takes there. I don't get that the 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 Tyrone Crawford outside and David Irving inside. That is, I think that, it's weird too. That goes back but to David coaching Irving again. Did, did whip that center a couple times on passing downs. That's fine. You want your best rushers out there, but not not with not on not the, on runs. Not on not runs. On first down. Not on not first, on first down. down. Yeah. No. No. I with you. I'm with you. I don't understand that at all. It's schematics, and that's on Rod. It's on Rod. Damn it, Rod. Damn it. I hope you get this figured out in the bye week. And I'm not talking about you, Rod Smith, because you're the you're the best Rod and you're the best Smith on the team. Can we say that definitively? He's the best Rod on the team and he's the best Smith. Rod Smith. Who would have thought? Number 40. I like 45. Keith, but sure. We oh, you're a Rod. Keith Smith guy. Fullbacks. Like man, fullbacks, they're a they're going extinct, man. man. They're going extinct these we need days. To you gotta love back. a good old-fashioned fullback. I miss the I formation, dude. Just plug along and go. I miss the Cowboys doing the I formation and getting a guaranteed six. Well, we're hoping. Jonathan Cooper's just not good, buddy. Ronald Leary, where'd you go? He's in Denver. Gosh, Look at them. They're hey, having listen, a great we all want to be in They're Denver. I get Denver. it. I want to be in Denver with you, bud. Hanging out in the mountains, doing whatever Denverites do. Nosebleed Seats podcast, Zach Wolchuk. Eric Chiefall, producer Bab. Bab apparently has a comment to make. Yes. You want to know how many 100-yard uh, rushers the Cowboys gave up in their 2015, 3-13 season? Four and twelve season, yeah. Or four and twelve season, sorry. How many? Uh, three. You know when? The, you know when they gave up the third one? When was it? Week seventeen, to Washington, and it was was it Alfred? Yeah, Alfred Morris. So in a season where they went four and twelve, it took them the entire season to give up three one hundred yard rushers, and they've done it through uh, the first five games. And that offense year. was really really bad that year because you had Brandon Whedon, who's now with the Tennessee Titans, but Colin Kaepernick can't get a job. But Brandon Whedon can. And Matt Castle was there, too. Oh, where's he? He's also with the Tennessee Titans. But Colin Kaepernick can't get a job. I couldn't be happier that Matt Castle is the quarterback of the Tennessee Titans, by the way. Why allowed, my, allowed my Dolphins to get to 2-2. Two and two. We're back in the thick of things, and I, I like where we're headed. <laughs> hey, football, you ought to told you what happened. We'll get to that later. Yep. But now, Eric, uh, it's time for a segment uh, we like to call Biggest L. Biggest dub, I hope you're more prepared than you were a week ago. Oh, I am very prepared, my friend. This stuff just came to me, and it's actually, we got a Miami here in this week's Biggest L, Biggest Dub. So let's see, Bab, you want to go ahead and queue up. Let's get the feels going. Let's let's let everybody at home get that warm Biggest L, Biggest Dub feeling right inside their hearts. 
after this advertisement. Right after this advertisement, you're going to get that warm feeling. Well, I'm going to get going. I'm going to get going now. And, Bab, I'm getting going with you because we got our biggest sell honorable mentions. <laughs> and, ladies and gentlemen, producer Bab of the Nosebleed Seeds podcast took an L this week. Bab, I'm going to let you explain yourself quickly here. What happened to you? So, I uh, ran into a snafu with UNT parking. Snafu. Snafu. It's your word of the podcast. What does that mean? Snafu. Uh, it's I've your job it to used. Google that, Bab, here but in a minute. I, I know you it? don't know what it means, Bab. <laughs> yeah, I know you don't know what it means off the top of your head. You just said so, it. You don't even know how to spell it, Bab. S-N-A-F-U. Notice the F-U at the end. Emphasis. Uh, emphasis on the F-U. So, UNT parking, notoriously meh. I knew I had one outstanding ticket that I still needed to pay. Parked in the garage, used the pay uh, the Park Mobile app thing, pay for my time, ran out of time before I could get my car. Instead of giving me a second ticket, they throw a boot on my car tire. Like a like a cowboy boot? Like a Texas? Like a giant metal thing that doesn't allow your tire to move. Oh, so it wasn't like a friendly cowboy gesture no. that they do in Texas? No. Oh. So the boot's on my car. I look up what's wrong. It's got six tickets on my account. So you have had an outstanding parking ticket balance of six tickets worth like what? Like a thousand dollars? Sixty dollars a piece. Why haven't you been paying? Yeah. I didn't I had one. You're a criminal. I still I'm still protesting these that Oh, you're protesting. Wow. Or Social appealing, justice I guess. Or, yeah, I think are appealing you taking is the right a word by there. your car or how are you protesting? I click the appeal button on the website. Oh. But yeah, so that sucks, man. So, f- uh, four tickets. I guess totally, it's five. The sixth one is for the boot. So six times five, you're looking at three hundred dollars in tickets. Yeah, it cost me t- a total because it was it was sixty dollars for each of the five tickets, plus one hundred twenty five to get the boot off. Dude, so learn I, how to park, Bab. I mean, bottom line is you clearly uh, your parking is just off. You don't know where you're parking. You're parking in the wrong spot. I'm parking in the teachers, the staff lot. I don't think I got four of those tickets. Why'd you park in the staff parking lot, Bogle? I mean, my gosh. But anywho, yeah, I dropped. I gave UNC parking three hundred sixty-five bucks. Well, you gave them money. I give you an honorable mention. L, take it, wear it with pride. Better luck next week, pal. Let's move on. Honorable mention number two is the Giants, the New York Football Giants wide receivers. If you are a Giants wide receiver. You probably got hurt this weekend. Odell Beckham Jr. out for the season. Adios. Brandon Marshall <laughs> out for the season. Sayonara. Dwayne Harris, former Dallas Cowboy, mm, out for the season. Another guy with good dreads. Make it three. And then we got the fourth one, Sterling Shepard, not out for the season. Everything's all right, but he did injure his ankle in the game and did not return. So he's banged up. Did he leave the field crying? No, 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 but one of them did. Yeah. I'll let you guess mm-hmm. which one. The so, funny yeah. haircut guy. Giants receivers, you're taking an honorable mention L this week, and that's only because we got, well, we got a big-time L taker this week. Hugh Otherwise, Hugh. Hugh, Hugh, Hugh Well, Hugh, you know, he's an honorable mention, uh, uh, and I'll get there. Well, let's wait, what get there now. Do? What did you do? Hugh, well, you remember he had he had the company phone. He went down to Tampa, and, and he started calling Ooh, some I prostitutes. You what? know how it goes. Hey, we've all been there. No, In Tampa? No, no time for judgment. No time for judgment. Hugh Freeze, honorable mention L. And our final honorable mention L is a man 
by the name of Jay Feely, former NFL kicker, former Dolphin at one point. I think he kicked for the Giants, the Cardinals. He kicked for everybody. Hold on. This is your biggest L? No, 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 no. This is my final honorable mention Ooh, L. this is getting hot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We got some audio. So the former NFL kicker, Jay Feely, is now a sideline reporter for ESPN, does some crappy college games. I don't even know what game he's calling right now, but we have some audio of the crappy game that he called on Saturday. And uh, this was a kick. He's a kicker, so they go down to him to kind of give us the play-by-play of what's going on with the kick. Unfortunately, you can't watch the video right now, but just know that this kick was missed. It was the worst miss in, in the history of kicks. I mean, this was... If you were to move, if you were to, like, take the field goal post, keep the the right peg in place, and swing the left one around, it probably would have came close to hitting the new far-right goal post. Yeah, he still would have missed it. I mean, he blew this thing so far to the right, you, you're like, what, what just happened? It's like they had a bunch of fans blowing, and it just totally blew the ball. It was like hurricane winds blew the ball. So it was an obvious miss, and then we go down to Jay Feely, our sideline re- sideline reporter, former NFL kicker. Jay, what's going on? Big kick for him. Six of seven on the year is Paulie Fricano. Fricano is six of eight now. Off the crossbar. He just barely had enough, but he knocked it through, Ben. Gets him even. That's a big kick for Paulie Fricano. Eastern Michigan answers. Three to three. Right about this time is when the graphic on the television shows up the score that it's still actually zero to three because the kicker actually missed the game. And everybody's sitting there wondering, what the heck is Jay Feely looking at? Is he even there? You're saying he's on the sidelines. Is he even at that game or is he at a completely different game? Have you seen the size of Jay Feely's neck? No. Dude. I haven't looked at it in years. This guy is built... He's had to have juiced or done. I mean, look, look. I'm not one to to play, you know, spread all. Oh, let's make accusations. No, he took I'm steroids. Accusations. No, Jay Feely took steroids. Dude, he had to have. His neck is huge. So my thinking here is, I'm not sure his placement on the field, but he's not. He's so stiff, he's not able to properly contort his body to really see where this football ended up. So somehow, in his mind, he saw it doink off the upright and in through the goalpost. What game was he watching? Because this thing is missed by about 10 feet wide to the right. It's incredible. Polly Fricano. Hey, yeah, can we get that one more time? Polly. Polly. Polly did a great job, Polly. And that's a big kick for Polly Fricano. Polly, you just missed that so bad. I don't think Eastern Michigan Slack Division Three team even wants you to kick for them anymore. Not because they have another guy. They just, they're done with you. They don't even need a kicker. That was that bad of a kick. And then Jay Feely says, hits the crossbar, barely went in. I mean, my gosh, Jay Feely. What are you doing? Slim that neck down, I'm telling you. It yeah, would he, be one thing if it was like... If it was close. Or, or Yeah, or if it was like close and he said, oh, it goes through. Because, you know, I, you, know we've, you and I have called games, you know, from the press box. You yeah. Know, it's hard to see from As your angle the press at, box. As at yeah. me, Zach Wolchuk, not Eric Chiafama. Yeah. yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah, I've never, I don't call games. I'm not a game caller. It, it's hard to see sometimes from the press box. So I can understand that if it's like... Yeah, oh, it depends on oh, your angle. Yeah, it, oh, it's a close miss, but... Off the crossbar and in when it missed. Well, you saw you always hear a little bit of a, a doink, like a, a thud, if a ball hits the upright or the crossbar. Especially when you're on the you're the sideline guy. You're standing was he right sideline there. For this game or was he color? Because I know he's no, sideline for sideline. NFL games. No, he was sideline. Wow, that's even worse. He was sideline. No excuse, Jay Feely. Honorable mention L, and you would get the biggest L, bro. But wow, do we have somebody that's taking the cake? And he might end up being on the honorable mention list. 
perennially. Him and Hugh, huh? Him and Hugh joined together, and we might. I might ask you who who has the worst L. Is it this guy or is it Hugh Freeze? And this guy goes by the name of Mr. Chris DeForester, the offensive line coach for the Miami Dolphins, my favorite team. Thank you, Bab. Set the mood right. At about 3 a.m. Monday morning, video goes viral of Mr. DeForster, offensive line coach for the Miami Dolphins, in his office at the Dolphins facilities in Davie, at his desk. Miami Dolphins. 54 seconds of video of him videoing himself snorting some cocaine. And he's talking into Whoa, the video. Hold yeah, up. yeah. Hold up. Hey, he was what? Yeah. So our offensive line coach is just in his office at the facility. Are you sure it wasn't sugar? It, uh, well, I guess I can't be for sure. He was but... just having a little licky licky with his morning tea. Yeah. The way he's talking, this is definitely cocaine. Yeah. You you, you tell me. You tell me because we'll go to the audio here in a second. But basically, this video goes viral. Have y'all done that twice? He's videoed himself. Not since last weekend. He's videoed himself. The drippy drip. And he sends this video to a Vegas stripper who goes by the name of Kawana Nij, a.k.a. Star. Dude. Yeah, Vegas stripper. Bab, Our, Bab, you, Bab, I mean, yeah, Bab, Bab, do you have any idea? Is this your Kawana? She may have been at the, uh, she, <laughs> yes, was there, she was at the girl collection, what? if I remember. This when we did the Maymac the girl show. Collection. Bab, you don't recall? She's got all those tattoos all over her body, like her thighs One and says Kawana on it. Well, she goes, no, you would know her as Star. Left cheek, Kawana. Because that's her stage name, Bab. Anyway, she may work at the girl collection. I don't know. But basically, she sent out this video on her Facebook because he sent the video to her. And she did it in the name, obviously, because, of course, of social justice. And here's why. She sends it out on Facebook. She says, in quote, the name of. She says, the white people mad at me like I forced blow down this man's nose. Whoa, and like what? I recorded it on the low. Blow on the nose? No, those are his habits. And he recorded himself and sent it to me professing his love. So quick to make excuses for him, but will roast any minority player over an anthem, dog fights, weed, domestic issues, etc. But y'all keep all, y'all keep saying all lives matter. STFU. Why you got to bring weed into this? Listen, man. It's in the name of social justice. She's calling out Christopher. Weed is illegal in Vegas. This guy. I mean, my God, he he's given Hugh Freeze a run for his money. And with this accompanying audio that we're about to hear, I think this is our biggest L we've ever had. So, Bab, take it away. This is Christopher Forster confessing, professing his love while snorting cocaine to a Vegas stripper. Take it away, Chris. Hey, Ben. Miss you. Thinking about you. How about me going to a meeting and doing this before I go? That ain't sugar. There's those big grains falling, but I miss you. I miss you a lot. What do you think? Crazy? Oh, no, babe. It's going to be a while before we can do this again. Because I know you're going to keep that baby. What? The baby. But I think about you when I do it. I think about how much I miss you. Do what? How we got together, how much fun it was. You know. So much fun. Last little bit before I go to my meeting. Was that fucked up yet? You think? I think not. I wish I was looking this.
Whoa, 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 Wow, whoa. that took a turn for the dirty there, That got coach. very uncomfortable. Wow, Uncomfortably coach. awkward. That's, That's not your... sugar. No, it's not sugar. That he's, ain't sugar. He's definitely a line coach. Medellin. I mean, at work, on the job. The Pablo Escobar. Heavily intoxicated. Videoing himself. This is an NFL offensive line coach this for the is, Miami Dolphins. Yes. It's the most Miami thing that's ever happened in the history of Miami, right? Well, I no, mean, because Dan Levitard has to be there. Okay, that's a fair point. But cocaine is always there when you're talking about Miami things. Yes. Cuban cocaine. So, Krista Forster, you are a perennial L taker. For the rest of your life, you will be on my honorable mention L list, you son of a gun. And you are this week's biggest L. Me who? Yeah, her. Let's get happy, ladies and gentlemen, even though for all of us, except for Chris and, of course, his wife and kids, that was uh, that was pretty awesome. He's got a wife and kids? Oh, I didn't mention that. No. Yeah. Oh. My. You know what I used to eat for breakfast? Cocaine. Chris, you dog. Sick man. Guys, let's get happy, he man. He got fired, right? Don't forget. No, no, no. Well, basically, he resigned, so they were going to fire him, but he decided, hey, let me resign. Can't Let me believe. come out here with my head you held high. You can't fire me. I quit. <laughs> yes. I'm going to see Quay Quay later. It's all going to be okay. Well, now that we're getting happy. I when I do it. Me too, coach. Honorable mention, Dub. I only got one this week. His name is Joel Embiid, 76ers NBA player. He's been in the league for a couple of years. He's only played a total. 786 minutes of basketball, NBA basketball, due to injury. He just signed a five-year, $148 million guaranteed extension with the Philadelphia 76ers. I don't know if there's anybody in the world, we've talked about this before, I think he may win, anybody in the world who's done less to get that much money. I don't think anybody's done done less and got how many more. how many minutes again is he 786 playing? minutes he's about to get 148 million so do me the math here how many millions does he make per minute that he's played thus far i would love to know the answer to that so joel Embiid, you are an honorable mention dub i'm happy for you i'm not hating on you you're the man get your money get your bread hey and i hope you stay healthy man i hope you stay healthy bab give me the numbers 188 thousand dollars per minute gosh that's a good life is he still with rihanna weren't they dating he probably makes I know as he much as shout out to rihanna i don't know if she i responded he probably makes about as much as star does if you want to break it down minute. further that's uh three thousand one hundred uh or sorry per second yeah uh, that's about a little over three thousand bucks a second three thousand dollars a second joel Embiid, you're doing it right bud you're doing it right good for you now let's get super happy, ladies and gentlemen. I told you this was going to have an underlying Miami theme. Mm. Let's get to our biggest winner, the University of Miami Hurricanes. My uh, pride and joy. Yes. Oh, they stormed into Doakium. They were in their all-white stormtrooper uniforms, looking bad freaking ass, ready to kick some FSU ace. And you can't spell effing sucks without FSU. Final play of the game, Mark Rick. He's got balls 50 times the size of Billow Butchin Brian. That thing is very Butchin y. He allows his first year quarterback to go deep. He's already in field goal range. He can tie the game. There's just seconds left. He says, hell with it. First year quarterback, let's go deep. 
to the five-star recruit FSU corner that they have. Let's go up to Daryl Langham, who's played two games all year. Later. Let's go win this biatch. So let's hear it happen now. Snap, Rozier throws, Langham, he's got it, into the end zone, touchdown, it's a touchdown, it's a touchdown, Daryl Langham at the pylon on the right side of the end zone, 23 magical yards, Miami has the lead with six seconds to go in the game, there's pandemonium at the dope. Miami has the lead, 23-20, and the Yoda chubs around, dude, that is exactly what happened immediately when that call happened. I actually got a text from the football Yoda as soon as the play happened and said, saw it. That's it. Just him, just just Yoda coming into my coming into my cell phone and flexing hard. And I said, hey, Yoda, thank you for not spoiling it for me. I know you knew it was gonna come down to the wire. You let me enjoy it. You let me stay on the edge of my seat. You let me enjoy this victory. And I can't thank you enough, football Yoda. So the Hurricanes get the biggest dub, but not only that. But we also got the greatest audio of all time. So Miami wins the Wait, game. It's better than what we just heard. Oh, it's better than what we just heard. And they're potentially cocaine involved. Right after the game, Miami wins. Everybody's going crazy. Michael Irvin, Michael Irvin, we have you live. Michael, take us down there. What's going on? How are you feeling right now, Michael? What's going on? Former Kane, wide receiver. Miami! Wins the game! All right, let's try this again. We're going to go live now to Michael Irvin. Michael, you're down there. Tell us, what's the scene? Describe it to us. Ah! Miami wins the game! Miami wins the game! Ah! I think potential potential cocaine involvement. That Maybe he's hanging with Christopher Forster. I don't know. But the greatest reaction of all time, Michael Irvin, former Dallas Cowboy, former Miami Hurricane. Miami wins the game! Ah! Ah! Okay. Oh, I think that's exactly how it played out, too. That's what's incredible. Love you, Mike. I think you were sober for that. Gosh, Michael Irvin and the Miami Hurricanes, you are this week's biggest dub. Winning. Oh, and that's it for Biggest Dub, Biggest Dub. All right. Yeah. That was good. They're coming in hard. That was, you put in the time, and you see how good the segment can be Man. when you actually put forth some effort. It feels good. No, I'm so Jeez, satisfied I'm proud right of you, now. buddy. I'm proud of myself. Mm. You know what I used to eat for lunch? Cocaine. <laughs> Nosebleed Seats Podcast. Zach Wolchuk, Eric Chiafalo, producer Bam. The final segment uh, for this first half of the show is going to be some college foosball talk. We already just mentioned Miami. They went to Tallahassee. They got it done. How happy were you, Eric? Not, not as happy as Michael Irvin, but then again, I didn't have that Johnny football there to snort. So not quite as happy as Michael Irvin, but it, I was elated, man. I mean, we haven't beat FSU in what feels like an entire lifetime. Yeah. Miami wins <laughs> the game! It had been maybe seven years, 24 to 20. The Canes get it done. And we talked last week. You were like, man, they win. Heck, top 10? And I said, yeah, maybe. But I just didn't think any of these top 10 teams would lose. 
Uh-oh. Uh-oh. Disturbance in the force. Iowa State goes to Norman and says, not so fast, Oklahoma. 38-31, to 31, the Cyclones shock the Sooners, and they knock off number three. Then later that night, Michigan at the big house. The house Jim Harbaugh built, or maybe not. 14 to 10, Sparty comes into Michigan and knocks off the Wolverines. So number seven goes down. Two top 10 teams Beautiful are thing. down. Beautiful freaking thing. That's what happens when you go interstate rivalries like that. You never know what's going to happen. Miami, FSU, Michigan, Michigan State. It's a toss-up. Anything can happen. You can go on the road and you can get a dub. Those were the three big games in college football. The rankings have been shaken up. The top two still the same. Remember way back when I said in rankings and polls they weren't important? Oh, but they're important. Oh, let's throw that out. When the Miami Hurricanes are involved, baby, it is important. So tell me. <laughs> are we top 10? Oh, just outside of the AP top 10 and top 11. Ah, oh. we got together. But the coaches poll has them at 10. That's because the coaches know what they're freaking talking about. The baby. coaches know. The AP, though, when you watch on Saturdays. AP. And you see ABC and all these channels that actually show the rankings next to the team's name when they're playing. They're going off of the AP. So, Bam and Clemson, still your top two. Three and four is what's going to be interesting. Penn State, the Nittany Lions, who behind Saquon Barkley, who was shut out for the first half against Northwestern, but still... He demands so much attention. It opens up everything else for that offense. They still go to Pat Fitzgerald and the Northwestern Wildcats. They slap them around a little bit. They get the win 31-7. They're sitting there at number three. They play in two weeks at Ohio State. That is the game to circle. For the Buckeyes, they've now crept back into position now. They're hanging out at number nine. They have not played anybody since the loss to Oklahoma. They have a bye week coming up, and then they host Penn State. Last year, if you remember... The Nittany Lions upset the Buckeyes at home. This year, Ohio State looking to do the same thing to Penn State. And right at number 9, then you've got Oklahoma at number 12. The Sooners falling from 3 to 12. They've got Texas in the Red River showdown. They changed it from rivalry to showdown because it's more politically correct. They play this Saturday. And then Georgia. Rivalry to showdown? Yeah. What do you mean, rivalry? Shootout is what it was, shootout. Oh, it was shootout? And they thought shootout was a little, mm, it's violent. Gun control. Mm, exactly. TCU at six, Washington at five, and then Georgia at four. So those are your teams. You've got Wisconsin at seven. I feel like the Badgers are going to get an L here eventually. And then Washington State at eight. Auburn is at ten, rounds that out. So... This, this, yeah, what's up, what's up? What is, what's on your mind, man? What's up, what's up? All, all you need to know is number one and number two. That's really? the Crimson Bleep and Tide, and that's the Clemson You don't think, you don't think any of these other teams tigers. have a chance to come, on, you know, zero. come in here? You don't zero. believe in Georgia. Georgia's looked good. Georgia's looked good, zero. You don't I think Georgia can beat Alabama in the Georgia. SEC title game? Yeah, but they, I didn't believe in Mark Rick's Georgia. Oh, what, oh. I believe okay. in Georgia. And not to take shots, at, and now he's at Miami, and he's doing a great job there. But, but Mark Rick's Georgia Bulldogs, they always had that butt game. I love that it. one slip up. Yeah, we all love butt games, though, don't you? I mean, from time to time, a little butt game. You can't have the butt game anymore in college football. Oh, I'm not talking about college football. You can't have it. I oh, thought we moved oh, on. Oh, I thought we got away from college football. Ooh. Let, let me get back on track here. Clemson, Ooh. Alabama, it's all you need to know. Beat his ass. I think a lot of this other stuff's fun. TCU at six, they beat West Virginia at home. I like what TCU's got going for them. 
But this weekend's all about Oklahoma and Texas, and it leads me to think of we just had Miami, Florida State. What, in your opinion, what is your— You already said it, Miami, Florida State. I know where you're going. What's the best rivalry in college football? But it's not Miami and Florida State. Eh, Except it is. But it's not. Eh, Well, you're wrong. Do you think it's realistically—I know you're a fan of Miami, but you take the fanmanship aside. No. I don't even know if it's in the top three anymore. Okay, now you're just trying to be a jerk. I think number one is Ohio State-Michigan. Okay. Number two, the Army-Navy game is a beautiful scene every year. All right, so what are we talking about here? Are we Are, we, are you trying you talking about being politically correct, Mr. Shootout? No, no, no. Don't give me Army-Navy is the best rivalry in college Army-Navy gets its I own mean, weekend, gosh. dude. It's a big deal. It is a big deal, but you, no one's camping out in front of the TV because you're excited for the best football you've ever watched. You're doing it for the country. Yeah, okay, it's not for, for football. Sometimes it's fun games. Texas, Oklahoma for me is is in the realm, but I'm not going to say it's better than FSU, Miami, Michigan. And you know what? Yeah, FSU, Miami is in is on that same par, I think, with Texas and Oklahoma. But there's other rivalries in the country throughout the Big Ten, the SEC, Georgia, Florida. Georgia, Florida is a good one. The cocktail party; those teams hate each other. Florida, Florida State, not bad. Florida, Florida, Florida State, solid. Florida, LSU. Within I mean, the SEC, those teams hate each other. Yeah, so that, that's always a good thing. But Miami, Florida State is where it's at. Granted, Miami hasn't been that great recently. It was but, awesome but, in the early two thousand. When, when yeah. both of those teams, when both of those teams are are playing like we know how great they can play, I, I don't see how you get any better than that. But but Michigan, Ohio State, when they're, when they're both at the top, that's pretty fire too. When USC, USC and Notre Dame yeah, were both USC, really Notre good, Dame, that's also a fun one. That's really fun as well. And so, Auburn, I mean, Alabama, it's been really good over the last decade. Fair point. Fair point. But still, Miami FSU, I mean, let's be real. Bolchick. Look, I'm unbiased when it comes to college football. My favorite team is the University of North Texas. I mean, you're in big game this weekend coming up against UTSA at home. Pack Apogee. But I think the best rivalry in college football, unbiasedly, Michigan-Ohio State. But not to knock yours. Florida, Miami, Florida State, Miami in the early 2000s to mid 2000s with the Bobby Bowden age. Well, the Hurricanes oh, are yeah. coming, baby. They are getting better. You, you, we are excitement. getting much excitement better. Excitement oh, for sure. Much excitement. You'll see us when we trickle into the top 10, trickle into the top five before you know we'll be in the college football playoff. What is there not? Is there a game that scares you at all coming up? Uh, for the Hurricanes, you're, I mean, honestly, Georgia Tech does a little bit this weekend because they got that weird offense. They run the triple option. It's like it's a Stone Age football that they play. And so it's just so weird. And, and you're, you're, as a defense, you're not used to playing against it. So if you're... If your defense doesn't play well that game, they can run 300 yards on you, no problem. So that's a little bit scary, even though we should win that game. I think Notre Dame and Virginia Tech are the two teams that are still on our schedule that are a little bit tough. Otherwise, both ranked, yeah, both ranked teams. Otherwise, and Notre Dame's playing pretty well. I know I know, I hate Brian Kelly because he's a red-faced dirtbag. Whoosh! That's fine. But, but Notre Dame's pretty good. Here's a serious question. Golden Domers. Arkansas is going to Alabama this week. What do you think the over-under of that one is? Uh, Probably 1,000 Alabama's way. Arkansas is bad. Okay, so they beat Ole Miss by 63 two weeks ago. Do you think it's on par with that? Yes. Because I think Ole Miss is better than Arkansas this year. Even though Ole Miss has a quarterback with a number of a running back? Have they you like seen to that? do that. It literally is the most annoying thing ever. I watch Ole Miss play football. Their quarterback is number 20. Like, who do you think you are, Mike Winchell? 
Well, God bless Mike Winchell. We love Mike here. We love, yeah, but in high school, I don't think that's that big of a deal. In college, it's weird. Why are you number twenty? Mike Winchell's the only person that can wear number twenty. If you're a quarterback, your only options are between number one and number nineteen. That is it. Well, you don't get to trickle into the twenties. I come from a high no, school no, no, where no, all you the don't quarterbacks to... were in the twenties. Oh, dude. Well, your high school. Plano sucks, Senior dude. High, the glorified high school football that it is. Now I know why you quit your junior year. Uh, in the 20s. In the 20s. Yeah, that would have made me sick looking yeah, at a quarterback. Yeah, I think our starter wore uh, 27. But it makes sense, though, because that Ole Miss quarterback, every time I watch him throw, I, I, it looks like it's a running back trying to throw the football. So it makes sense why he's wearing, wearing number 20. It. They're missing Bo Wallace. Bo Wallace were 14. They're also number. missing, I'm not sure if you knew this, but they are missing their head coach, Hugh Freeze. Oh, I heard about that. What happened yeah, with there you? Yeah, there was a little bit of a kind of a company, company phone, Tampa Bay prostitution scandal. Yeah, you want to read that up. Oh, very interesting. Yeah, it was pretty good stuff. Ohio State goes to Nebraska. I just got to throw that in there because I got a soft spot for Nebraska. It's a great place to watch football games. I kind of like the Huskers a little bit, but it's a down year. It's a down year for those corn-fed boys down in Lincoln. It's unfortunate. It's a down year for everyone except for Miami, Alabama, and Clemson. Miami. And Miami. I'm, I'm hoping Georgia ruins the party, North man. I'm hoping Texas. Georgia North beats Texas. Alabama. Yeah, North Texas. Oh, yeah, North Texas. How could I forget about it's the big year for the That's your green. playoff. That's your playoff. Alabama, Clemson, Miami, and North Texas. Oh, I'm going. I'm taking. Uh, I'm taking the, the Mean Green. Yeah, I think the Mean Green can pull it out. Because why wouldn't you? Why wouldn't Just you? Slightly devi- deviating off course. I had the Dynasty Mode thing on NCAA 14. It took me six seasons and like five years in real time, but I finally won a national championship with North Texas. It takes time. They got to get the pedigree up. Yes, that's the problem. <laughs> you got to get your pedigree up. <laughs> I do miss NCAA. I wish they'd make those again. I got to make a comment real quick before we go to break, though. Um, Are you gassy? This is fantasy football related. Oh, okay. Your face. Does it, I don't know, is it looking fa- gassy? Uh, well, your face doesn't look gassy per se, but it looks like your face looks like you are feeling gassy, sort of in your bowels. Really? Yeah. You're giving off that, I could burp. that look. I could burp. It looked more like a fart face to me, but no, no, keep going. I don't have to fart. I would do it so you know. I don't have to. But, man, fantasy football was just a big jerk to me this weekend. Why? Uh, really in one league. It's just one league. The league I'm in with you, it's it's cake. Welcome 5-0. I'm breezing. We actually play each other this week. So Yeah, Chalupa Batman Good versus luck. the butt snorkelers. Chalupa Batman all day, baby. I think the snorkelers are going to come out on top. You made, like... Six different trades. Had to. My team sucked. And team was awful. I, I was over This guy four. who was like Le'Veon Bell, soft tissue injury, book it, now traded for Le'Veon yeah, Bell. Yeah, let me actually go ahead and confess there. I, I said it time and time again. Le'Veon Bell, he held out. He's a running back. He's going to get a soft tissue injury within the first three weeks of the season. We're in week five, week six now, and that that's yet to happen. So I got to say, Le'Veon, props to you. I just traded for you. <laughs> you remember the butt snorkelers now, and you're a brother at this point. So I hope you stay. I hope you stay healthy, and let's ride it out to a great season. Well, I mean, I, uh, he's going to be the MVP of the butt snorkelers. Yeah, I think. I've got Le'Veon in the league. In fact, the league that I want to talk about. It's a 12 man league, and it's the league that I'm in with all my old uh, high school brethren, for the most part. And I've been in this league now for like 10 years almost. Won it once, been in the championship another time. It's a very competitive league. And. Le'Veon Bell struggled the first few games, but he's, he's back. He's on the mountain. I started 0-3. I lost one of those games by 0.9. 0.9. Not even one full point. We're talking decibels here. And then this week, 
I'm going into Monday Night Football. I'm up 12.7 points. I'm playing against a dude who's got Kyle Rudolph, and I've got Tariq Cohen. My brother. Your Jewish brethren. Yeah. I'm thinking, all right, I should be okay. One, Kyle Rudolph hasn't caught more than four balls in the game all year. And two, Tariq Cohen should be good enough to at least get around 10 PPR fantasy points for me, right? He's a catch machine. Well, all of a sudden, the Bears started playing Benny Cunningham. Benny who? Benny used to be Benny in the Jets. Now he's Benny in the Bears. Now he's Benny in the Cunninghams. And I'm thinking, what in the world is this dude doing in here? Tariq Cohen gets one catch for negative yards. He ran the ball another six times for like 19 yards. I think the proper way to say it is negative yard. There's no S It was there. yards. It was like negative seven. Oh, I thought you said negative one yard. No, one catch for negative yards. Oh, gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. Yeah, so it hurts. I'm trying to think, though. What, what do you think is more annoying? Because I've seen a lot of NFL players like tweeting about it, talking about, I don't care about your fantasy team. So why are you tweeting about it then? Is there, that's what I was going to say. What's more annoying? The guy like you, for instance, who's who's talking to others about your fantasy quandaries or well, the NFL player or the NFL player who jumps on Twitter to say, guys, I don't give a damn about your fantasy team. Stop tweeting me. What is more annoying? Because I can't figure it out. I think it is probably the NFL player because there are shows devoted to straight fantasy football, and they have segments where people tweet in their fantasy football questions comments, and concerns, and they talk about it. Because everybody plays fantasy football, and we all love to hear about the fantasy football gossip, baby. No, it's you. Yes, we can all conform together after in hearing the fantasy that, bonanza. After hearing that, that answers my question. I now know who's more annoying, and it's the guy who talks about his own fantasy team. And then a close second There's is someone the else NFL out there. player who comes out there and says... I don't care about your fantasy You're team. You're just butthurt because I'm 5-0 and in the league. I'm in with you, and I'm kicking ass. Whatever. But I'm, I'm not going to get into it. I'm 1-4 in this other league, and I'm drowning. And it's all Kyle Rudolph and Tariq Cohen's fault. You wouldn't be drowning if you were the butt snorkelers. I need to snorkel. Can I borrow some snorkels? Yes, but you cannot borrow any butts. Fair enough. I'll bring my own butts. Just provide me the snorkel. You got a deal. No Split Seats Podcast. Zach Walchuk, Eric Chiafalo, Producer Bab. We're going to step aside when we come back. We will get a little weird. Sweet! The hell? Is that my cue to go? <laughs> yes, asshole. Something like that? Jeez. <laughs> You're supposed to play the brakes now. Son of a... I've got my pants halfway off. Hello, I'm Robert of the Diamond Broker. Over the past 30 years, many jewelry stores have come and gone, but we are still here. We are Dallas's original Diamond Broker, and our A-plus rating with the Better Business Bureau and a proven track record with thousands of satisfied customers sets us apart. The Diamond Broker has been the go-to source for loose diamonds, engagement rings, and special occasion jewelry. We were one of the first companies in DFW to offer diamonds directly from the cutters. With over $2 million in loose diamonds to choose from, the Diamond Broker is the most respected wholesale broker because we guarantee the color, clarity, and cut of every diamond sold. We offer good old-fashioned value and service, no gimmicks and no hassles. When shopping for an engagement ring, a pre-owned Rolex, or special occasion diamonds, visit the Diamond Broker. Ask around. Someone you know has done business with us. The Diamond Broker, Dallas Original Diamond Broker at Preston and Forest in Dallas or on the web at diamondbrokerdallas.com. Hey, guys. This is Chris Sly, the Fantasy Guy from The Morning Rant. This is how the show is now. Coach is gone. We've gone completely monotone. I'm hoping that you're going to listen every weekday, Monday through Friday, 7 to 9 a.m. Hold up, hold up, hold up, hold up, hold up. This ain't like those other WBLZ shows, damn it. 
This is like Mr. T in the flesh. You know what I'm saying? Chains around my neck because they dangle low to my sandals with WBLZ sandals. Because I got shirts and sandals and hats and pants and shorts and boxes and tattoos. Because I don't give a damn. This is the morning rant. Talk like it. This ain't other shows. They don't censor us. They try to censor us. They do censor us because we ain't those other guys. We make those other guys quit. We made them tap out. They wear shirts that say tap out on them. Like, that's cool. Yeah. Real cool, bro. Real cool, you quitter. We don't tap out. We fight to the bitter end. Look at my teeth. You know what Looks like I fight with crack. But I don't. I fight sports fans that believe LeBron James the greatest. Me, Brock. Shut up. I don't want to hear that crap. This is the morning rant. This is WBLZ Sports. If you're a real sports fan, this is where you're supposed to be. If you're a cupcake candy cane world, this ain't where you're supposed to be. No candy canes. I already proved that once. I like cupcakes. Love cupcakes. I eat them every day. Every day. Just like if you're a cupcake, come around, I'll eat you too. This is the morning rant. WDLZsports.com. I'm the coach of my favorite. You want real sports talk? That's where you come. <laughs> Chris I has nothing for it. That's it. Hey, this is Bros, and I got to tell you, whether it be for your industrial, commercial, or residential needs, Gen Services is the electrical contractor for you. The Gen Services team has the expertise, commitment, and educational years to help you solve all of your electrical concerns. They have you in their best interest with helpful suggestions to accommodate your every want. Give them a call no matter the size of the job at 740-438-7173. Mention WBLZ Sports and you'll get a discount. That's Gen Services, 740-438-7173. What's going on, everybody? It's your boy, E. Glaze, one half of the dopest sports show on radio, the Crush Sports Talk. Check us out every Tuesday through Thursday right here on WBLZ Sports from 3 to 5 p.m. The dopest sports show on radio with your boy, E. Glaze, and Maceo Heard right here on WBLZ Sports. We've got balls. Doug Pepper painting a pressure washing. He has over 30 years of painting experience. He's interior, exterior, commercial, or residential. That one's for you. Doug Peffer covers Gosh, it all. Gosh, he loves them strippers. It's your house, oh, doesn't Doug. he? And so his much. Call Bad, Doug. Do you have any advice for Coach DeForester? Former Coach DeForester? Spav's favorite guy. That's pretty much all he's got there. Nosebleed Seats Podcast, Zach Woolchuck, Eric Chiafalo, Producer Bab. It is second half of the Nosebleed Seats Podcast, and we like to start Second half of this show. We're a second half team. We are. We always come out strong. Unlike the Dallas Cowboys, we are a second half team. Hey, hey, hey. Sorry. It's time to get weird. We're going to forget about the Cowboys and let's just let a load off right now. Love letting a load off, but you and I both know you are not going to forget about it. Never. Bab, take it away. Let's just get vaped out right now. I'm looking to get weird. That's weird, man. Time to get weird with Walt Jump. Let's get weird. Let's get weird. Let's get weird. Let's get weird. Oh, I got my weird shirt on. I didn't forget it this week, Walt Chuck. I Where know you're the happy. Pants? Put the pants You've on. You've been now. eyeing me all night, you son of a gun. Let's get weird with Wolchuk, episode 34 edition. Shout out Ricky Williams. Gosh, I'm so ready for this. Ricky, remember, this is for you. I got three. I got three stories for you. Two of them somewhat relate. One of them, man, it's just kind of funny, but also, what's going on with athletes these days and sliding them DMs and coaches posting stuff to strippers? Like, 
all the good stuff, crazy, man. crazy, weird stuff to yourself. No. And then we get to talk about it. It's a beautiful thing. Yeah, you're right. Let it out. Let your weirdness out. So are you familiar with Mia Khalifa? Personally, no. Mia Khalifa? Who is that? Porn star. Wow. Or adult film actress. I was going to say, let's let's kind of soften that up a little bit. She's you an can, actress. Uh, she's an adult film star or was. I don't know. She might be retired now. I don't. She works, she works really hard. Whatever she does, it's that line of work. She takes pictures of her stuff, shares it. Men like uh, Mr. Former Coach, the Miami Dolphins. DeForester's probably had He's a run in with her. deforested with it. Yeah. Definitely. And I know you're familiar with her work. Not really. Not a big fan, to be completely honest with you. But Mia Khalifa, and that's because she's a Redskins fan, hates the Cowboys. That so that's all I needed us, to know. Mia Khalifa, though, has been really big on any kind of athlete or celebrity that slides into her DMs via Twitter. Mm. She blasts them, right? She puts it out for the world to see. Oh, screenshots. Yeah, screenshots Gosh, man, out there. man, she's such a jerk. Man, just turning them in. Just ratting everybody out. Well, do you remember Gilbert Arenas? Who? Of Agent Zero? Of course. Isn't Agent that the guy Zero. that brought the gun to the locker room? Yes, it is, with the Washington Wizards. How could Wasn't I forget? on the cover of a 2K at one point? Probably was. Gilbert Arenas had some really good years in the NBA. One of the elite scorers for a period of time. He's also elite on social media. I'm sure that's where you're going with this, but the dude on social media is insane. He calls people out left and right. He holds no word. Yes, he does. And he has actually come out and said, I will not pay more than $125 for the good goods. Uh, yeah, that's probably about where I'm at too. Probably about eighty. Okay, are we on the same? Are we talking about the same purchase? Probably the pies. Oh, I thought we were talking about the Christopher Forster. No, not line. the not the uh, Medellin Cartels product. Oh, okay. We're talking about. We're talking about what he wants to lick it off of. Yeah, Forster wants to lick it off of. Yeah. Oh, okay. Wow. Okay. No, I, As I in would like go. Mia Khalifa. I'd go closer to three hundred. Mm. Oh. Okay. Can we move on? Well, Mia Khalifa slid into Agent Zero's DMs. Wow, so she's she's getting into his business now. She messages him and says, hey, I'm back in L.A. It was so nice meeting you last night. I was here. Do you want to grab dinner or something? I don't know too many people out here. Then, follow-up message with two glasses of wine and a question mark. No reply. She then follows up two days later. Doing anything for the Caps game tonight? Because Gilbert Arenas, of course, played it, supports the Washington teams, and Mia Khalifa, whether she's from that area, I don't know, but she also roots and supports the Washington sports teams, so the Washington Capitals. So he hit her with a no reply, and she four follows up. Times. She follows up four, four, four times. times. Do we seriously four have times. hockey in this weird? Yeah, there's a little bit of hockey little comments. quick puck. So she follows back after another no reply with, damn, no love for the D.C. fam? Well... This is all Gilbert Arenas is needed now. After a span of a total of four days and four messages with no reply, Gilbert Arenas gives her the old screenshot, posts it on social media. Yes, sir, for all to see. And now we're here, and now we're talking about it. You, got, you just made a segment out yes, of it. Yes, we are on Instagram. Thank you, Gilbert. At Mia Khalifa. Would have slid into my DM for the D. The thirst is real since Backpage is gone. This bitch has no room for negotiations with me. $150 or you better slide into Nelly DM for that raw beep behind the Walmart. <laughs> wow, shots fired at Nelly. For those of you that don't know, he's under a rape investigation right now. That is your favorite rapper hot in here, Mr. Ooh, Nelly. Yeah, yeah, Nellyville, Air Force Ones. That now has 39.9 thousand likes. Yep. 
and just under 6,000 comments. This was posted two days ago. Man, that was big time. Gilbert sent her right back to the red tube, didn't he? Look, if you're going to be the one right out there. Right back to the arenas. Yeah. Oh, yeah. If you're going to be the one out there doing that to other men when you do it to a fellow man. No, she deserved it. Guy code, baby. Totally deserved we got it. Each Thank other's you, Gilbert. He did it, for the, he did it for the homies. I appreciate you, Gilbert. Next two stories I've got kind of relate because it's all about men that have been scorned by their woman. Mm, never a good feeling. And they find a way to really, really get them back in a very public setting. Oh, wow. So, Bab, this first one we're going to roll to. This is going to be cut number 20. Cut number 20, Bab. Never mind, Bab. Never mind. Looking at the wrong cut. Did you do your... I, I messed that one up. Oh, gosh. Did, Did you, you even, even do your prep freaking for this cut show? 11? I do so much prep. I've got too many cuts. I'm, oh, is that what it is? I'm you filled your cut too much. Yeah, you've overworked yourself. I've overworked. You've overworked yourself in a way that ruined the show. Thank you. Ruined it. For do a less. Second. Okay, Walter, so cut 11. Do less. People make mistakes. It's America, baby. Cut 11. Cut, cut 11. 11. Them. Cut 11. You have this one ready. I have this one ready. Cut 11. All right. Wait, so people only make mistakes in America? Is that what we've established? We live in America, so that's why I said that. Okay. I think it's a planet issue. Let's ride, Bab. So I don't know if you could really understand that or not. I, no, I mentioned to Bab in this email that he doesn't read. Couldn't understand anything. This audio needs to be brought up. This audio I brought is it up. edited. I brought it up. Does not look very loud. It doesn't sound very good. So this is a guy who stands up in a uh, dining hall, and he acts as if he's going to propose to his longtime girlfriend. Has a ring out and everything. It's a hoax. And he starts off by saying, I love you, yada, yada, yada. And at the end there... You can hear him say, I talked to Chris. He told me everything. You're a cheat. And you hear a doink. He drops the ring in front of her as if he's dropping the mic, walks out. She immediately starts bawling. Wait, so he knew she had just cheated on him recently? And yes. so he came up with the idea yes. that I'm going to act like I'm going to propose. And then right before it, I'm going to call her out in front of all that are watching for her cheating ways. This guy... He's a genius. I think that that was rather uh, rather funny because she got a taste of her own medicine. Now, some other people commented, ah, this guy's kind of a D-bag. Oh, he's definitely a D-bag, but I'm here for it. But, man, I think this got trumped by my main weird story. First of all, the first two stories have two girls taking an L. Well, this is That's another. That's Mia Khalifa, and that is the not bride-to-be this is another girl taking an L. This uh, is at an actual wedding. Okay. Okay. Wow. So, so now, love, so love is so in the air. We've gone from fake proposal <laughs> to now actual wedding. Now, this guy Sean, who's about to tell this story, has attended his friend's wedding, and his friend did maybe the most shrewd comeback I've ever seen to a man who's been cheated on by another woman. Sean, take it away, my friend. Bab, this should be cut ten, I believe. So a few years ago, I was at a wedding, and it, the ceremony happened. It was lovely, and then we went to the reception. And at the reception, everybody started doing speeches. And then the groom stood up and said to everyone, we're going to play a game. 
So he said, asked everyone to stand up. So everyone stood up. Everybody was kind of giggling. And then he asked everyone to flip over their plate. And if there's a red dot at the bottom of their plate, please stay standing. So everyone did it and it kind of filtered out. And there was eight guys left standing. And he said, ladies and gentlemen, can you all please look at the eight gentlemen left standing? They have slept with my wife since we've been engaged. I am now going for an annulment. And he walked straight out of the room. Bam, Sean. Holy gosh. He Woo. took that to a whole new level. He pre-planned this, puts a dot underneath the seven or eight people, however many they just said. They, Flip they, them over. They had no idea. They're thinking this is a big game. Yay, we're the ones standing. What do we get? What do we win? Oh, you've all slept with my wife since we've been engaged. I'm on my way to get an annulment right now. Peace out. Everyone that knows. Is mind, Everyone knows. That is mind-boggling. She slept with basically an entire offensive line and almost all of their backups. Well, when you put it that way, Eric. I mean, worse. holy smokes. This girl is really, I mean, she was, she was really living it, man. She was really living it. Was it Mia Khalifa? I don't think it was Mia Khalifa. Was it her wedding? I don't know. It's really on him if it was because he should have known. Well, he went that's through. Her, that's I'm her surprised job. he, he that's, held off. That's how she makes her living. For the whole wedding. And then finally comes up with that. Audio courtesy of the Graham Norton show in which Sean uh, went on to tell his story. But I thought that was too good to pass up. Also, big shout out. My father sent me that one. Said, hey, this is a good one for weird. Good Lord. I My think it's one man. of the best. One of the best we've had. Thank you, Mr. Walchuk. That was fire. So we got three girls just taking L's. In this weird. I mean, yeah. this is wow. I kept the theme rolling. You know what? I just thought they were the best stories I could find this week. No, they were great. They were great. I, I wanted it, to stay away from the robberies. Too much of that lately. Yeah, we have had a lot of robberies. People a, hanging on cars. Lot lots of, of that. A lot of robots. A lot of dying off bridges. Robots. Yeah. Sex so robots. Let's just go exact. with let's go with this theme. Yeah, that did happen. That did. Poop is always funny. I'm, I'm always embracing a good poop story, but I didn't find one. I don't know any follow-ups that happened with the Mad Pooper. Man, you know it's always a slow week when there's not a single poop story. Like, what's going on with the Mad Pooper? I still want to know that. Has she been found? Is she still an alias? Did Huggable Wipes get their money? Is the Mad Pooper still at large? Is she finally at least wiping? I would love to meet her. We got to get her on the show, Bab. Is she going into the CVS or Walgreens now instead of pooing in lawns? No, I think she's sticking with the neighbors. But, dude, these gentlemen, uh, they they did it in ways that I couldn't have even thought of. So kudos to them. You know, if you're going to get cheated on and you're looking for a way to get back at that one, put it out there for the world to see. And they did that. And I'm sure those women were extremely embarrassed, but... Treat your men better. Have some self-respect. I'm surprised we haven't seen more of these in the reverse where the man's getting called out. Oh, yeah. You know, women are, I feel like that men happens probably more. Cheat more. Yeah, Pro you would think so. Maybe. I mean, I, we don't know. I don't we know. don't I mean, know. Who that. am I to say? Who am I? I don't cheat. I'm not a cheater. That's not I me. I know you're, we're both faithful humans. It's not you, and it's Bab, not me. This, this is a good show. We, we are three good dudes. Uh, well, I mean, unless you're talking about Babbitt the girl well, question. It really depends on the setting. He's you know what? In. But I think that that's a safe space where it's like, Bab, just have fun. He just kind of lets loose. He's yeah. like, listen, I'm not himself. If I'm there's not one place you can do that, it's the girl collection. It's the girl collection. Especially when you got May Mac going on you got yeah. star in the building such stars making plays quay quay qu star gosh she was on fire yeah, that, that was night, just such star. an unbelievable night it really was it really was well, michael Irvin had a good time that night too didn't he My michael had fun michael did you have fun at the girl collection that night homie ah! yeah dude you did have fun wow he that had was that much fun huh? i think
live to the girl collection. Michael Irvin's there. Well, we've been booked there for the last, you know, four weeks straight. Yeah, well, Bab can't stay out of here, man. He loves the girl collection. Update on the mad pooper. Oh, Bab. She's still at large, Bab? She's still at large. Oh, my gosh. This girl is a phantom pooper. I love her. It's amazing to me how nobody can just find this woman. She's not wearing any hidden clothing or or, or robes. (laughs) I don't know what that even meant, but she's out there face to see. Poop out in yards. Unbelievable. Unbelievable. <laughs> Nosebleed Seeds podcast, Zach Wolchuk, Eric Chiafalo, producer Bab. That was Let's Get Weird with Wolchuk, episode 34 edition. I hope you enjoyed it. We now switch gears to uh, more NFL. And it was pretty, it's pretty up and down weekend for the football Yodas, I think. Um, Football Yoda came in strong, picked the Thursday night game. The Patriots, it was a rough and tough game against the Bucks, but they pulled it out. The Dolphins, Eric was very, very excited. The Dolphins ended up getting the win as well. Huge win, exciting win. Everyone from the fans to the coaches to the players, I know Coach DeForester was partying and having himself a good time. It's always good to get a dub. Hell, even the announcers, right? Don't you think the play-by-play guys probably had themselves a hell of a day? I think they were probably thrilled that the Dolphins got off the schneid. They finally got a win, right? So Miami, they're up 16-10. to 10. Final seconds are ticking off, and here's the Miami radio call. This one, Bab, cut 0-2-7. The excitement, listen to it. The clock runs out, and so the final score of the Miami Dolphins... 16, the Tennessee Titans, 10. Miami goes to 2-2 two and two on the season. The Titans fall to 2-3. and three. Whoa! That's a final call. Gosh, what a... That is exhilarating. That's, that's why you get into the business. Miami 2-2 two and two on the season. They get the win 16-10. Next up, Pottery Barn. Pottery Barn? I mean, they might as well have just been calling Dolph. Oh yeah, yeah, they were bad. They were bad announcers. You could hear this. You could hear this song playing in the background, though. Oh, oh I hope you could. which is great. This will this will give you the pep that you need. You would think, but the guy just was so lifeless. Just it's like, like man, I still huge this win. team still sucks, but they won. Congratulations, they're two and two, but they're about to be two and fourteen. No, I actually feel bad for that guy because he had to not only sit through and watch every second of that game, but he had to call it. He had to speak it. He had to speak the the, the garbage out of his mouth of what was happening. On the field. So a strong 2-0 start for football, Yoda. But then came the afternoon games. Mm, that, that 3.30 time slot will bite and you in the rear end, man, football, Yoda. What in the world happened? Were you in communication with him on Sunday, by the way? No, what no. Was he Sunday, he's like? by himself. I, oh, don't, okay. I actually don't see him until Tuesday nights. He comes in and just appears. It's weird. Whenever me. whenever we do this, like segment. literally, we call upon the Yodas and it's like boom, they're here. Yeah. Actually, they just showed up. One sitting into my left shoulder now. Gosh, he looks good. He does. Why is he so scared of the mic? He's he doesn't. A, he just doesn't want to get on. Nah, right now? just isn't a talker. I think he's in the midst of having his vision. I think he's trying to get something for this, prepared this, for this weekend. Is don't... he not confident in this week? This is. He, he was kind of whispering in my ear. This is a tough week. For Yoda predictions. I, I, hey, I believe in you, Yoda. But the Seahawks, which I've been saying, look, I said this, and I tried to tell this to the Yoda. The Seahawks are the best team in the West. They'll still win that division. The Rams are up and coming, but it's not their time. I didn't think that they would beat Seattle, even though they've struggled in L.A. Football Yoda says, no, no, no. The Rams will get the win. Well, by golly, I thought Cooper Cup, beautiful route. Did you see at the end of this game, the final drive, Rams need a touchdown to win. 
Goff throws a perfect ball. Cooper cut just a little out and up right up the seam. Diving hits him in the hands, just drops it. The game winner with like seconds left. No, dude, I actually missed that. I was uh, I was at Jerry World. Oh, right, right. I was eating, you know, prime rib, mm. watching Rodgers go down the field in 73 seconds. Well, that was, that was a fun ending, but the uh, Rams unable to do it. Seahawks held on to get the win. And then in prime time, Football Yoda says, all right, the Chiefs undefeated season over with. The Houston Texans, the Red Hot, they're going to get the win. Well... The Chiefs went in, and they took care of business. And, and J.J. Watt goes down. Whitney Merciless goes down. Hell, Deshaun Watson still had a great game. They ended the game with a touchdown to DeAndre Hopkins and a two-point two point conversion. They're feeling good about themselves moving into next week. But the Chiefs looking like a well-oiled machine. So two and two on the week for Mr. Yoda. Clearly a little bit of disturbance in the force. We now switch over to NFC East Yoda. What was going on with him, Eric? NFC East Yoda had himself, uh, he, he had a tough afternoon. Now, his Cowboys prediction, Baron Rodgers, Green Bay, going into AT&T, coming away with the W. He was correct. He was on point, and he was on the money. Now, he did you a courtesy by not telling you the way that was going to end. Now, did you did you wish in hindsight that you would have known it was going to go out like that? Or are you glad that he withheld you that information? He just, he just lets you know that Cowboys are going to lose that game. As soon as he told us it was going to be fun, they were going to be in it, I kind of knew how it would go. It's like if they don't have the ball last, they're going to lose. Okay. And that's exactly what happened. So 73 seconds left, and you're like, because I actually, Crap. it was interesting because I actually got a, a, a text message from, believe it or not, even though he was in isolation like he always is on Sundays, I got a text message from Football Yoda. What? Yeah, right as the Cowboys' Dak Prescott scores the touchdown to give them the go-ahead, the wait, go-ahead wait, 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 score. Was it Football Yoda or was it no, no, no. Zach Wolchuk? No, no it, it was it was Football Yoda. He said, let's bleeping go. So, actually, uh, Football Yoda, he does curse from time to time. He, he will, dro- exci- he will a, drop an F-bomb. Like, he's obviously a Cowboys fan, which is why he had to get another Yoda p- to pick the division. It, it feels that way. It feels that way. He's, he says, let's bleeping <laughs> go. David Irving is going to, quote, eat his face off. So, Who is he referring to? Yeah, I, I, I assume he's referring to Aaron Rodgers, oh. but he was in the midst of so much euphoria after that Dak touchdown that he, he couldn't even say his name. He just said his face, someone's face is getting even, eaten. Da- uh, gosh dang it, David Irving's going to be the one eating him. And Man, he had been eating faces all afternoon. He just couldn't do it on that last drive, I guess. Let's bleeping go. David Irving is going to eat his face off. That was football, Yoda. 73 seconds later. Cowboys lose. Yeah. What about the rest of the East? Rest of the East was a tough out, man. I mean, listen, Philly's got a good squad. Carson Wentz, he's coming around. If I'm a Dallas Cowboy, I'm feeling down. NFC East, Yoda didn't believe in the Eagles. He's starting to come around. He's starting to believe those Eagles. Just when you believe in him, though, I feel like he's going to end up getting burned. They're going to end up letting him down? Maybe. Well, hey, that's on him. It's on him and his vision, so we'll it's see. True. But he, he, got, he struck out this weekend. He also struck out with the Giants now. He should have known when he saw four receivers go down and out for the game for for the, for the Giants that Philip Rivers and breaking. company was going to be able to make the play. I just thought it, just you know. Well, NFC they hadn't Yoda. been able to do that all year. I mean, the, the Chargers have created new ways to lose. Yeah, exactly. And I think NFC East Yoda thought that's what was going to happen again. Turns out it didn't happen. So NFC East Yoda comes away from the weekend one and two. And he's looking for a strong bounce back weekend. That's all I can say is he said, listen, I'm coming in strong this week. I'm going to do better. And I'm sorry. So he he's apologized. He he's he's laid it all out there. He's similar to Dak Prescott that way. He's just he owns it. Okay, and he moves forward. I love people that lay it out there. Free balling, baby.
He's a he's a he's a hard nosed guy. He's a he's a lunch pail guy. A couple of points I want to get you from what happened this past weekend. The injuries were big. I mean, you have OBJ out for the year, Brandon Marshall out for the year. The Giants were done anyway, but now you can really stick a fork at them at 0-5. Both their top receivers are done. Their face of the franchise is out. They are Sayonara, Cookham. They're they're in the uh, running for... They need an ele- the best left tackle in the draft. We'll see who that is, but who they end up getting will be interesting. You know who's looking really dumb right now? Mm. Besides the fact that he blew off his hand or half his hand, and we all know he's... He's kind of dumb anyways. Jason Pierre-Paul before the season. Yeah. Do you, do you remember his words? No. Remember how what he was felt that? and the things that were going on through his mind? Love a refresher. Well, he was feeling confident, man. He was feeling so confident that he said he thought they had enough to go 16-0. and Wow. And now the four-fingered Paul and the Giants are looking at going 0-16. The four-fingered Paul. I like that. The four-fingered That's Paul. Good. That's him. And so he he's not, he's no Yoda. He's clearly not a football Yoda. He's not an NFC East Yoda. He's not a football. He's not an NF he's not a freaking Giants Yoda. He's not even a South Florida Yoda. No. He knows nothing. And he was incredibly wrong. So I just wanted to bring that to light. Jason Pierre Paul, the four fingered dynamo. Definitely an off fireworks Yoda. Mm. Mm. Meanwhile, the Jets are three and two, man. They beat the Browns 17-14. to 14. Browns now are 0-5, haven't won a game again. That's what I'm saying. This is Dude, a league that we don't know. We don't know Jets? what's going on. What's going on with the NFL, period? What we is don't happening? know. I we want... thought the Jets were going to go 0-16. Now the Giants are going to go 0-16, Jaguars and the Jets are going to make the playoffs. You think the Jets are going to make it? No, stop. Yeah, thank you. The Jags go to Pittsburgh and win 30-9. to I thought Big Ben was good at home. Isn't that what Kean told us? That, that is what he told us, but listen, he's one more year Long in the tooth. He's old. Oh, He's already you. talking about the fact that he wants to retire. That he wants to retire. Thank you so much for saying this because I had this thought while Ben, Ra- ben Roethlisberger, Big Ben, threw his first ever five interception game. Everyone wants to talk about like hitting that age wall with Brady. Is it coming? They talked about it with Favre. They talked about it with Manning. Nobody's brought that up with Big Ben, but Big Ben is right up there. Has Big Ben hit that wall now? Is he just no longer good? I'm starting to feel that way, especially when you hear him talking after the game and he's like, listen, maybe he's even questioned himself. Maybe I don't have it anymore. Like that kind of deal. And for the last few years in the offseason, he's talking about out loud, considering retirement. I mean, maybe he's just kind of a little bit checked out. I mean, the dude's gotten injured time and time again throughout his career. He's gotten beat up. And when you play 14, 15 years, man, and you take that kind of beating... And it happens to everybody. So, yeah, I think his time's coming to an end. I think Eli Eli Manning's time is coming to an end. And I think Phillip Rivers' time is coming to an end. They can all have a moment here or there, but I don't think they're the same quarterback that they were five, six, seven years ago, not even close. And they were all in the same draft. Oh, four, baby. So it's 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 pretty clear we're all, we're seeing a, a steady decline between all three of them. Roethlisberger's showing it the most. And it's a shame because he's got so many good weapons. Yeah, we'll see what they do this weekend. I've seen him overthrow Martavis Bryant more times this year than I ever dreamed of. Two years ago, those were beautiful touchdowns. He looks like Ryan Tannehill to to Mike Wallace in Mm. 2013. I mean, that's what it looks like. Sore eyes, baby. A team that you were high on a couple weeks ago that I still think is uh, we both do. They're a scrappy bunch, resilient. They fight, they claw. Yeah, but I was not as high on them uh, uh, like Christopher. You were not high on them. In, oh I no, was no, not no, as high. No. As Nobody's Forrester. quite as high as Christopher Forrester in anything. But the Detroit Lions, Motown baby, they lose by three points again. 
their two losses on the year, each by three. This time they lose at home to the Carolina Panthers, who are four and one and are off two very, very impressive road wins. And Cam is looking like the MVP Cam. Right, hey. when, right when we call him out, he's like, Superman in the building. That's what I'm saying. We don't know anything. We thought Cam was good. We get into the year. He's not very good. Then we say, Cam, you're not very good. Next thing we know, we're here. We're here. Cam's good again. Cam's good. I thought the Raiders were good. They're losing again now. They don't have Derek Carr, who I hope. I hope Carr and Mariota are back this week. Carr does not play defense. And my God, that mm, defense Yeah, the defense looks bad. Poor. Yes, that's poor. true. I agree with that. And we already know what happened with the Vikings and the Bears and that Tariq Cohen just, oh, God, I just don't even want to talk about Hey, him. he's your Jewish brother. You respect him. Put I'm upset, Tariq. I'm upset. Very upset, Tariq. You've angered me more than anybody I know. Do better. Except for that one guy. Do better. Who's the one guy? Ah, you don't want me to talk about it. You already told me. I don't know how Benny Cunningham had a 38-yard rushing touchdown. Why couldn't that be Tariq? Listen, what did we talk about fantasy football guy? He's more annoying than NFL players saying, I don't care about your fantasy football team. You're right. Here's a team that I don't know about. You don't know about any team. That's well, all the teams. I, but I really don't That's know about this teams. team. They're 2-2. Two and two. They lost to the Patriots. Which I, you know, Football Yoda said they would. And I believed him on that because everybody loses to the Patriots after they lose. But how good are the Bucks? Jameis, to me, just not looking good. Man, Jameis, I, I'm coming out not as high as Christopher Forster, but I was high on him. He's just not hes not accurate, man, and he makes stupid decisions when it matters most. And his inaccuracy is killing that team. He's got nothing but Mike Evans, 6'5 receivers, freaking O.J. Howard, big tight end, and he's overthrowing them time and time again. It's just... Jameis, what are you gonna do? You're a, you're a 55 percent completion guy. I mean, you're just not accurate. How you can't win games if you're not accurate. I so, think they've got to just take the ball out of his hands, run it. Doug Martin looked good. Just run the damn ball and let Jameis kind of bus drive a little bit because he's he'll lose you games with how aggressive he is throwing the football. Turns it over too stinking much. Any other thoughts? Because I'm done. No, we know nothing. NFL. We idiots. We, we, we don't know squats. We idiots. Even the Yodas are having the Yodas are having year. issues. Jeez. That's Louise. when you know, man, because when the Jedis are struggling, what do you think us humans are supposed to do? Don't bet. Don't bet on football this year. The Jedi force is not working right now. Speaking of that, that's a great shift to entertainment, baby. This is the Nosebleed Seats podcast. Zach Wolchuk, Eric follow producer Bam. I'm going to start off talking about what happened in the UFC. Then we will switch to movie news, and of course, as teased last week, I'll break down the new show I just watched, American Vandal, on Netflix. But UFC 216 went down this Saturday night, a card I was really excited for. Gee, I know you were all about it. What'd you think? I'm sorry, what were we talking about? UFC 216? Oh, gosh, man. Incredible. Mighty Mouse. You said you were a Mighty Mouse yeah, fan. Yeah, Mighty Mouse. You, Just amazing. You saw it, right? He threw all the, he, so many punches. You watched it, right? He he fought that guy. He fought who? He was in that he was in that cage. Octagon? He was wearing those gloves and stuff, man. He looked good. Yeah, no, it was a great night. It was a great he fight. He lost. Did he really? No. Oh, I was about to say, wow. I had gotcha. no idea. Heck no, he didn't lose. Heck Demetrius. no, I didn't watch it. Mighty Mouse Johnson wins via armbar submission, defeating Ray Borg in round number five at the three-minute, 15-second mark, becoming the greatest of all time in the MMA world as he now breaks Anderson Silva's record 
for most consecutive title defenses. And now Mighty Mouse can turn his focus to maybe being a two-weight world champion, probably fighting the winner of next month's UFC 217 bantamweight title fight between Cody Nulov Garbrand and TJ Dillashaw. Should be fun. Should be fun. The main event of this card, Tony Ferguson versus Kevin Lee for the interim lightweight title. Now, what most people were watching this thing for, the casual MMA fans, could one of these dudes put on a performance that would tickle the fancy of one Conor McGregor? McGregor, his coaching staff, has been, they've been lobbying for a potential Nate Diaz fight. Conor's come out and said, look, hey, the Diaz fight's there, but the Diaz fight is not something I have to do. I've got options right now, so we don't know. Dana White will get to his comments in a moment. Has that even been a possibility? Dana White might say otherwise. But Tony Ferguson and Kevin Lee, they went five-round fight, two-round three. Tony Ferguson gets the win via triangle choke. Very impressive performance. And after the fight, inside the octagon, Joe Rogan, in his post-fight interview, well, he talked to Tony, and he said, hey, man, what do you think about unifying the belt in a fight against Conor McGregor? This is going to be cut number 15. Now, you are the interim champion. Of course, Conor McGregor is the lightweight champion. Give us your thoughts on that matchup. Where you at, McNuggets, you piece of shit. I'm going to kick your ass. You better come and defend that belt. Defend your vacant Tony, congratulations on a spectacular performance. Tony Ferguson, ladies and gentlemen. You know what's amazing about that is that guy just won a fight. Like, he's actually supposed to be in a state of happiness and solitude. Sounded and angry. He sounded so angry. He's like, defender vacate, mother effer. I'm going to eat your McNuggets, bitch. I'm going to eat your face off, McNuggets. Yeah, that was my favorite part, Connor McNuggets. <laughs> hey, that would be fun because Tony Ferguson's one. He's not oh. a great trash. He's not a smooth trash talker, but he can talk. He can talk better than Nate can. Oh, wow. Yeah, no, well, good. Not, that's not Hey, much. that's not earthbreaking. Hey, but, but we got to give Nate credit for just his comedic value because oh, yeah. as bad as he is, it's hysterical. The one-liner is great, though, for Nate. Nate can drop the one-liners with all of them. So now Connor's out there. Yeah, maybe he does want to fight this, uh, this Tony Ferguson to unify the lightweight belts. Well, Dana White asked about it afterwards. Hey, Dana, what's going on with Connor? This is cut 20. My goodness. <gasps> Audio breakdown. It's okay. In three, it's not really okay. Two, Let's one. gather ourselves here. Okay. Let's deep breath in. Uh, you want to throw up a watermelon for me again here? I am going to throw up. Dana White, what's sharded. going on with Connor uh, fighting next? Who's he going against? And then last question, uh, Tony Ferguson. I mean, to me, that seems, I, I don't know what your plans are for Connor, but Tony Ferguson obviously seems like a massive fight with Connor right now. Uh, yeah. Both guys are great fighters on win streaks, and, and, uh, and Tony's a great talker as well. How do you think that plays out, and what is in your mind in terms of Connor, whether he goes to Diaz or whether he goes and unifies with uh, Tony? No, nobody's talked about Diaz. Diaz has never been talked about. That's that's internet bullshit. Um, Ooh. Tony's the interim champion. Connor's the champion. It's the fight that makes sense. It's the fight that has to happen. It doesn't make sense. It's the fight that has to happen. No choice. Have you talked to Connor about what he's going to do next and when he's going to fight next? I mean, Somebody it's the burped. December thing likely, I did. or is it not likely at this Ooh. point? Not Stinks. yet. We haven't talked to we. We didn't, we didn't specifically talk about it, but, yeah, we talked about it, kind of. Um, so they talked about it. They monitored, not monitored, but, yes, year, monitored. So, 
he went and partied in Ibiza for a while and, you know, went back home for a while and, you know, you got to let him blow off some steam and then we'll figure it out. And, and, and from what you've seen from Tony, especially tonight, what do you like about that fight so much? Do you think that fight will, you know, be another Connor record seller? You know, Tony's a busy guy, man. He keeps coming forward. He keeps throwing all kinds of different things at you. And Connor's awesome. There's no way that's not a great fight. Impossible. Impossible. Never say impossible. Never say impossible. There's a way that it's that's not a good fight. But that that is a fight that should be made next. I think absolutely you should unify the belts. The DS fight isn't going anywhere, and I think it's smart business for the UFC and for Connor just to kind of play that power move on to Nate a little bit and say, look, man, I don't need you. You need me if you want to make money. I can make this fight happen. I can break pay-per-view records in the UFC, and I don't need you. But after I win and unify the belts, if you still want to go round three before I retire, we can make that happen. We got but you, you need to bring your price point down a little bit or the UFC is not going to come calling. UFC 217 next month. We'll get to that later. We got plenty of time to tease that. But I teased American Vandal last week. Movies. New, new show on Netflix. Netflix. TV, movies. Yeah. So American Vandal, new Netflix original series. And I think it's one that uh, our, it's our kind of humor. No, no, no doubt about it. And I had Bab pull the trailer a little bit so we can kind of set the stage for what this show is all about, Bab. So are you ready now? Or are you ready for this one? We're so it's, good? it's our kind of humor, so it's like intelligent humor. It's sophisticated humor. Sophisticated college humor. Love it. Take it away, Bab. It's just not the way I thought things were going to go. I was going to graduate high school, get my degree in my engineering. I know I didn't do it. It is a shocking scene for Hanover High teachers today. The vandal spray painted obscene images on 27 cars. Oh my God. I'll never understand what's so amusing about penises. Everyone thinks I did it. Everyone. Dylan definitely did it. Of course he did it. He's like a known dick drawer. Another day, another dick. Another day, another dick. It's overwhelming. I spoke to expel Dylan Maxwell for vandalizing the vehicles. My name is Peter Maldonado, and I believe there are legitimate arguments for Dylan's innocence. Netflix presents the ball hairs. They're different. It's just one piece to the puzzle. This is going to take way more than just ball hairs. They say he deleted the security footage. There's no way. He is the stupidest kid I've ever met. He's trying to convince you some sort of conspiracy. There just isn't one. Oh my God! Betrayal, corruption, fear. Truth lies deep. The administration has something to hide. This isn't about dicks. This is about the justice system. You don't stand a chance. Who drew the dicks? They got the wrong guy. I mean, there's still someone out there. American Vandal coming to Netflix. Hashtag who drew the dicks. Gosh, that looks so freaking good. Wait, so you already saw that? I watched it. It's eight episodes. Each one's about 35 minutes long. <laughs> oh, dude, I bet it was hilarious. Oh, dude, it's so funny. Now, I will say the first couple episodes drag a little bit. Like Another they, day, another a little dick. Bit, another day, another dick. The ball hairs. <laughs> the ball hairs They're are different. different. <laughs> That's our first key. 
But it's so funny because it's it's definitely a satire. Oh my god! But they're taking it so, so seriously. But it's and fun. it's Jimmy Tatro, by the way. If you couldn't tell by the voice, for those of you that know all those frat funny frat videos, like on YouTube, Jimmy Tatro is the lead character in this in this show. Yes, it's, this I am hooked already. I am all about dick drawings. I know and you are everything about it. I, I actually uh, drew one on my girlfriend's shoulder the other day, and she didn't know, and she just. Just walked around all day with one of those on her shoulder. Really? Nobody Texted said anything. me later, and she was like, what happened? It's like, yeah, sorry, that was me. I drew a, I drew a dick Did you balls. leave the ball hairs on or off? No, I did. Of course, I, I'm detailed, man. I had but everything. you got to leave the ball hairs, right? Yeah. So I, had that's, the, I had the pee hole on there. I had all the, the veins. That's the first thing. That's the first clue. The little the crinkle, cars, the crinkle on the foreskin. The dicks on the cars had no ball hairs. All the dicks that Dylan would draw in class had three distinct hairs on the balls. Gotcha. So that Attention is a, to detail. a key piece of evidence. That is just just a little tease for you. Well, I'm hooked, Just man. to wet the tip. Check it out. American Vandal on Netflix. I also did see a movie this week. I didn't go to the theater and watch it. I downloaded this one. Illegally, you dirty little bastard. wasn't illegal. This one's now like out on DVD and Blu-ray. So, I mean, I don't know. Do you consider that illegal? I just didn't go out and rent it or buy it. I just downloaded it from like... An what, illegal website. Sites that, whatever, whatever. I mean, they don't have movies... On there that are in theaters. Listen, man, I'm not here to incriminate you. Whatever. All right, you do your thing you just behind did. closed you doors. You just did incriminate me, but thank you. Power Rangers. Ooh, new one? The new one, yeah. Did you, you didn't see it either? Never did. Came out in March, and uh, they, they made a new Power Rangers movie, Mighty Morphin style. And I'll tell you, man, the script's not, not great. It's a little cheesy. Some of the lines are a little bit meh. Are you surprised by that? Power not Rangers at all. Movie it's Power being Rangers. a little cheesy. But it's pretty cool. Like at the end, when they finally morph and they're in their suits and they morph together to form the Megatron, dude, it, it's pretty. The Megazord, the, the, the Calvin Johnson, the Megazord. Wait, Calvin Johnson's in this movie. The Megatron, the Megazord. Each of them have their own Zords, and when five of them come together, they turn into they Megatron. They turn into the Megazord. They turn into Calvin Johnson, and that's how they take on Rita, the Ultimate Power Ranger, and Goldtron, or whatever the freaking sneakies her thing's called. Is that why he retired? Because he wanted to get into acting? He's in Power Rangers, yeah. Calvin Johnson, you son of a gun. Yeah. I had no idea he was multi-talented. So I thought that was kind of dope at the end there. Overall, I thought it was pretty entertaining. I mean, it's it, I'm it's one I'm glad I didn't pay to see. Yeah. But if you were a fan of the original show, it brings out a little bit of that boyhood charm. Any possible Oscar nominees for, no, for Calvin? No, that's a hard no. Really? Hard so he didn't do a no. good job in his no, debut? No, That movie, not even special effects, I don't think. Hey, listen, nominated. Calvin, he's got a long career ahead of him in this acting business. I think he's going to be all right. Other big thing that happened in the movie world, Monday Night Football at halftime, the new trailer for Star Wars The Last Jedi. Boom, baby, boom. Was released. Now, tell me, you guys saw it, right? Well, NFC East Yoda hit me up and was like, hey, dude, check it out. My flick's coming out. I'm watching Monday Night Football because that's what I do. T tune in. Although, <laughs> so neither, I did. neither I of in. them told us what was going to happen in that damn game. I wish they had them. I wouldn't have played Tariq Cohen. You wouldn't have, yeah. Well, they're not going to give us everything, man. you got to pick and choose, and, and Tariq Cohen's not, not at the top of the list. Well, everybody was waiting with bated breath. To see this trailer, what did you guys think? Huh? Were you were you pleased with what you saw? Did they show too much? I'm a little nervous. Did, did you learn anything? Nervous. Well, I saw old uh, old Dark Side dude. Now I can't even remember his name. Reach Kylo Ren. Kylo Ren reaching his hand out to my girl Daisy Ridley, aka. Yes. So do you think they were Ray. together? Do you think like she was asking him for help? Well, the way the trailer makes you believe that, it yeah, does. It he's does. He's extending a helping hand to the dark side, and and maybe she's got a little Anakin in her. Bab's giving me that face of like I know the truth. Bab, are you a Star Wars uh, nerd? You a Star Wars? It's a nerd. Yeah, of course. Well, he's a nerd, but I don't know if he's a Star Wars. Nerd. Of course he is. 
You could say that. He was not a Star Wars nerd. If you've seen them. I've seen all seven plus Rogue One. Same. Multiple times. Same. Same. I'm a, I'm a, I'm a huge fan. I loved Force Awakens, but I'm a little nervous for The Last Jedi. I don't know... I don't know if it's going to be on the same level or not. I'm a little I didn't little like concerned. Force Awakens, well, and, I'm even, and I'm even more concerned for The Last Jedi. You didn't like Force so, Awakens? What are, Why not? What didn't you like, I, and I what are your that. concerns? You liked I thought, It. I, I swear so we've you been over this it. on this show before. So we you have, liked yeah. It. But what are your concerns of Last Jedi specifically? It just... From what it showed in the trailer, Luke doesn't seem very Luke-like. And I think even Mark Hamill said that. He told the director of The Last Jedi, I disagree with everything that Luke is doing in this movie. Yeah, there's been issues with Ryan Johnson, the director of this one, which is why I think they've got J.J. who's stepping back into the saddle of the episode 9. If you're going to deliberately piss off Luke, I I will not stand for that. Guys, we've got red flags already for The Last Jedi. Should we even buy tickets? I'm... I'm now debating. I'm going to see it anyway. Yeah, my buddy actually went ahead problems. and bought 10 tickets for one of the theaters in our hometown. Is he going to scalp them? He said, first come, first serve, hit him up. There's 17 bucks a pop. Ridiculous. All just to piss off Luke freaking Skywalker. To go see Star Ryan, Wars. what's his name? Ryan Johnson? Ryan Johnson. Sheesh, Ryan Johnson. You should be ashamed of yourself. Other directing news, though. Creed, you guys see Creed, the Rocky reboot that came out two years ago? Oh, the really you... crappy 90s band? I was about to say, I thought you were talking about the band. Not the band, the movie Creed. I'm six feet under. You didn't see it? You you had to have been a Rocky Balboa fan. I am a huge Rocky fan, but believe it or not, I, I have not seen Creed. Buddy, please see Creed. I, I loved Creed. I thought They're Creed making was... a new one, aren't they? Creed I, I need too. to see it. Yes. Yeah, so oh, Creed... that what you were getting to? Yes. Sorry. No, and listen, I don't mean to step on your toes no, here. That works, though. It it's segues the, right into it's but the they booze are, dancing. They are making bit. a Creed 2 because Creed, not the man, the movie was so good, starring Michael B. Jordan. It was directed by Ryan Coogler. Wait, Michael, Michael B. Jordan, who is he playing in, in a reenactment biopic of the Creed 90s band? He played Adonis Creed's son. Is that the guitar player? Or is no, that the it has singer? nothing to do with the disgusting band. It has to do with. Creed, Apollo Creed from the Rocky movie franchise. So his son, Adonis Creed. Okay, so this is a music video situation, nothing like kind to do of a with documentary music at all. And so you in are, fact, you're, you're disrespecting the Rocky franchise right now. Can I get some Eye of the Tiger instead of this crap, Bab? You're disrespecting Creed. Damn. You know, I forgot how good they were. We got inverted nips right now. Thank, good, good suggestion, Walter. Bab's got a chub bigger than a girl collection chub right now. Good night. Hey, I'm just as good as Creed. Did they play this song in the movie? No, or? the movie's got a phenomenal soundtrack, and none of Creed's songs are in it. The movie's just called Creed. That's Apollo Creed's last name. Why are they not going to have any Creed songs in a movie about the band Creed? You're that an just idiot. That doesn't make any sense. You're an idiot. You're both idiots. I mean, it's killing me. You're idiots. That's kind of a slap in the face to it's Creed It's a slap a in the bit. face to Rocky right now. Shut your mouth. Turn this crap off. If I'm Creed and I'm sitting there thinking, okay, so you're going to make a movie about me, and you're not going to play any of my music. So, wow. Ryan Coogler was the first person to direct a movie in the Rocky franchise that was not Sylvester Stallone. But Sylvester Stallone, a.k.a. Rocky Balboa, will be directing Creed 2. 
That's interesting. Uh, was he a big fan of the band or no? He was. He must have been involved in some Creed way. I don't know two, why. The follow up to the hit success. Why would they have Stallone based on that movie? Adonis Creed's son? I don't know. Apollo Creed's son. I don't really know how that movie's going to turn. The first out. one's great, and serious, on a serious note, you should see it. You, I've been on like a serious it. note for two hours. Uh, Blade Runner twenty forty nine came in this weekend. Did not do well, dude. Bab, this music's terrible. Please turn it off. It continues Bab, to, to kill off. it. Made $10 million. Movie that you thought sucked. Keeps raking it in. And Marshall comes out this weekend. Thurgood good Marshall. Bab is... What the hell is Marshall? We about, are Marshall? It's about Thurgood, Thurgood Marshall, the lawyer. Is it, uh, McConaughey's in this one again? Do they have two good <laughs> no. seasons? That, that's a sad story, though. I know. Did something bad happen again? No. Okay, Thank good. God. I mean, something bad's happening right now. This music is freaking are making not me Marshall. throw up in my mouth. God, what a jam this is. And there we go. That's uh, the entertainment segment on Nosebleed Seeds Podcast. Man, this really rides. With uh, Zach Wolchuk, Eric Chiefala, producer Bam. It's now time. Higher than Krista Forster, baby. Woo! Yes. I am up there. Thank you for that, everyone. Thank now, you, Creed. <laughs> Thank I you, Walt. I when I do it. Oh, my gosh. This is weird. Uh, I think about Creed when I do it, too. Do you? Always. There are a lot of other things I'd rather think about. Well, that's you. How high we got together. Exactly. Oh, gosh, how high we get together. We now amazing. move into the football Yodas. The football Yodas are here. I see NFC Yodas with you. Gosh, he's just like straight up taking the mic from me. Jeez. Football, I think he wants My to start gosh. NFC Yoda. If you want to start, you look like you're frustrated oh. after a one and two week. <laughs> gosh, oh, listen, I want to start out just by apologizing for last week. All right, NFC Yoda, yes, yes. I did not... I did not come strong last week. My, my visions were fuzzy. Now, I did have that Cowboys loss. Fuzzy I think, vision. I think we all had that Cowboys loss, so I'm not even really taking credit for that. I just want to say I'm sorry about those two L's that I gave everyone. So Cowboys win, they should have. We're going to bounce back this week. <laughs> Cowboys don't play, so they cannot take an L this week. I'm mm, sure. Yes. I think Walchick's a Cowboy. Uh, Walchick, aren't you a Cowboys fan? You must. <laughs> It is the Barbie. Yeah, I think Walchick's a Cowboys fan. So, fortunately I am. for I am. It's a big week for us. Fortunately for you, you don't have to take an L this week. But let's start on Thursday night. We got ourselves a Thursday night football game. Oh. Now, as the NFC East Yoda, I've already had my Thursday vision. Eagles storm into Carolina and receive their second loss of the season. Oh. Ladies and gentlemen, Walter, get that smile back yes, on your face. It's Cam Newton is back. It's 2015 MVP Super Bowl. Maybe. Whoa, I'm not going that far. Cam Newton, I love it. Fig Newton's are delicious. But my Can vision. you take me higher? Wow, football Yoda's really into Creed, too. Big fan. Love it. <laughs> So the Eagles are going to take an L this week. Panthers are on a roll. They're both 4-1. It's a hell of a game. It's a shame it's on Thursday night because it might get sloppy. That might be a little foreshadowing there. I like it. Sloppy. In my vision. Oh. But Cam Newton's going to have himself a hell of a game. That's all you need to know. Mm. Carolina Panthers come out on top. Next oh, on top. game in the NFC East. 49ers go in to Washington. Take on the rested Washington Redskins. Redskins and Kirk Cousins get the Dub. That's right. I said it. We know it. You know it. Redskins get the victory. So we got the Eagles losing. We got the Redskins winning. And then we follow things up with the Giants. They're playing the Broncos. 49ers will win that game, book it. 
49ers are not going to win that game. They will. Leota's wrong. The other team that won't win a game this week is the football giants mm. of New York. 0-6. Oh, 0-6 six. Oh, they will be. No receivers they have. A loss they will take. So that's it. Three games. I look to go 3-0. and oh. Sorry for last week, Eric. The mic is yours. Thank you very much, NFC Yoda. We will take those picks and we will ride with them. My pleasure. See you guys. <laughs> he is so fast. That is unbelievable how quickly he is in and out. God, he really just vanished there. Just, he just quickly just like dissolved. Oh, he's gone. The force, man. That, that thing's a hell of a power. All right, Football Yoda. You on the mic yet, Football Yoda? Get on there, buddy. Yeah, take it out of Walchick's hand. Whoa, Walchick. You had to take it out of his mouth. My gosh. How aggressive he was. All right, Football Yoda. Welcome to Nosebleed Seats. Safe space. Sorry about last week. Sorry about those two and two predictions, guys. I need to do better. I think I'm going to stick with three this week because, like like you boys mentioned earlier, nobody knows what the hell's going on in the NFL this, this year. It's been rough. But you're a master Jedi. Football I, I Yoda, am. so we still believe in you. We have all the confidence in the world in you. We don't want you to get down on yourself. Tell us about your visions. This weekend's visions, what do you like? What I like as Football Yoda this week, first things first, we're going to go to Kansas City. Now, last week, I thought the Chiefs were going to lose on the road against the Texans. Well, they didn't. They're at home this week against the Pittsburgh Steelers, who are coming off a loss to the Jacksonville Jaguars in rather embarrassing fashion. But if you remember last year, Steelers went into Arrowhead and really crushed Kansas City late in the year. Oh, I remember, Yoda. And I think, actually, I know Ben Roethlisberger will connect with Martavis Bryant. Le'Veon Bell will have a phenomenal game. Ooh, I'm excited about that. And the that. Chiefs will get their biggest L of the season at home. But snorkelers are happy. Le'Veon Bell. Against MVP. the Pittsburgh Steelers. Yes, put it down, Steeler fans. The Steeler Nation will be happy. All right. And no waving more. their terrible towels in Arrowhead. No more undefeated season. No more win. No more zero lost teams. Not up in here. All right, Football Yoda, you said it. The next area we go to. Minnesota. Oh, Minnesota. The Vikings at home against Aaron Rodgers and the Green Bay Packers. Now, in previous years, unless Brett Favre was a Minnesota Viking, it seemed like the Packers really owned the Vikings. They're coming off an emotional victory over the Dallas Cowboys, which NFC Yoda called to perfection because he's a wise man. I look into this game at the new stadium and I see whether it's Case Keenum or Sam Bradford, it does not matter because that defense is going to come to play and the Vikings in a gritty, ugly, close game are going to shock the Packers. Stephon Diggs is going to go off after just having one catch on Monday Night Football. He will have two touchdowns and the Vikings will defeat the Packers at home. Your vision seems incredibly clear, Football Yoda. It is vivid. What's next? Number three, and the final vision from Football Yoda that you will get. Unfortunately, Eric, your Miami Dolphins are in it again. Really, man? I mean, you're, you're always here, Football Yoda. Why do you do this to me? Because the Dolphins are a team that I secretly kind of like. And I wish that they would do well. But unfortunately, mm -mm. they're playing a rested Matt Ryan and the NFC East champion 
Atlanta Falcons on the road in NFC Miami. South? Aren't they in the NFC South with Boyota? They're in the NFC South. Okay. But they were the NFC champions last oh, year. Oh, I thought you said NFC East. No, no, no. They were the conference champions, right? I was right? about to say, NFC East, Yoda's about to come in here and tell you no. No, no, no. They were conference champions of the whole NFC. Lost in the Super Bowl, didn't they? They did. They did. But luckily, this is not the Super Bowl. And this is not the New England Patriots. It's close, though, right? This is the Miami Dolphins and Jay Cutlet. And Matt Ryan. Smoking Jay? Well, he'll be home. Julio Jones will be healthy and playing. And they will absolutely go up and down the field on the Dolphins all Sunday afternoon. Now, I will say this. Jay Ajayi will get better. Jay Ajayi will have a good stat line. Decent game. And he will give the Dolphins a little bit of hope in this one. But ultimately, the tandem of Deontay Freeman and Tevin Coleman on the ground, the playmaking ability that they've got, too much. And the Falcons will roll to victory. That is what the Yoda sees. The football Yoda, the Falcons, the Steelers, and the Vikings. All three teams, two at home, one on the road. It's the three-headed monster, baby. Bring it home, the goulash. Football Yoda bringing it strong. I, I got to say, I hate your last pick. Screw the Falcons. But I can't doubt you. Hey, those are that's ballsy. Thank you, Football Yoda. Thank you so much. He's already gone. Good night. He got out of here quick. He just evaporates and evaporates you, alive and who, well. Who do you think's faster, Football Yoda or NFC East Yoda? Man, I think Football Yoda's a little quicker. Got him on the quickness, not on the long speed, but just in that agility, quick, quick that, burst, that burst. Yeah, a ten yard split. I'm with you, hundred percent. Man, I don't know about some of those. The Packers beating the Vikings? I think he's a little I know. Out of his now, mind. That, now that he's gone, now I'm he's like, gone, can, I, can I talk some shit about it? Yeah, you, you probably should. The Packers should. and Vikings game? Are you joking? Yeah, you think Rodgers is losing? And, dude, honestly, the Chiefs are good. Like, you think they're going to lose a game to the Steelers? And if you don't think the Dolphins are finally hitting their stride, you're out of your mind. That's what I'm thinking, man. I kind of like what he said about JHI, but I think Jarvis Landry is just going to torch that secondary. I don't, I, don't, I don't really know how to feel about football Yoda this week, guys. I'm going to be honest. <laughs> with you i didn't no. want to disrespect him while he was in here but, dude those are those are i mean two of those three i think are gonna be wrong i think football yoda's been hanging out with chris DeForster just a little bit too much you think so he was looking a little like perky but tired at the same time he had those red eyes nosebleed seats podcast zach wolchuk eric chiafalo producer bab it's episode 34 in the books it's been a pleasure thank you to Susanna and deja snd media Check out our website, www.nosebleedseatsradio.com. There you can find all of our shows, all of our content, our links to our social media pages on Twitter, on Facebook. Hit us up on iTunes and Blog Talk Radio. Give us an email. Give us a shout. We'd love to hear from you. Shout out to Robert at the Diamond Broker and WBLZ Sports for their continued support. We'll see you guys next week a day earlier. We're going to record on a Monday night. So we will be out and alive where you can listen to us on Tuesday, driving around. No split seats out. Hugs and hand pounds, everybody. Come poised. Ah! Miami wins the game. Miami wins the game. Ah!
Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.